welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Mr. Greenbean to my this way. Got Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Boys, how you doing tonight, Greenbean? Uh, well, all things considered, I'm actually doing okay, Ryan. I, I, I just got home a little while ago for my long, arduous, yearly trek of pain. <laughs> that drive, man. I, I'd love to see how it feels like after a good win. You know what I mean? Like what Be a nice, good right? mood, maybe listen to some music. But uh, all things go. You know, I'm, I think I'm okay. I'm ready to dive in with everybody tonight, see how we're all feeling. Matt, how about you? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Uh, more more time to chew on it. Uh, obviously, extremely frustrated with how the game went, but I know it was our event yesterday. We've talked about this for months and months, and I just want to say how much fun I had with all you guys and everyone in the chat who's here and came up to us and were talking with us. Uh, that part was an absolute blast before the game, and uh, it was great seeing both you, Ryan, and, and Greenbeam. We don't get to see each other that much, but uh, it's always so much fun when we get together. It is absolutely awesome. Like the the whole tailgate. If we didn't have the tailgate, that yesterday would have been miserable. Like literally, oh, yeah. <laughs> the tailgate was friggin' wild. It was so much fun. Tailgate Joe was awesome. Food was great. Drinks were flowing. Everyone was coming up. We had people coming that like weren't part of the tailgate. They were just like, "Yo, we, just, we heard you out. You got to come over." Asmin showed up, hang out with us for a little bit. Was cool. It was a really really cool time. Really 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 good time. Blitz crew, meet you got meet you and Jet Engine and all the guys, all the ones that we don't like. Yes. We, we we see we know the username. There's no face associated. Now we got some faces associated with it. So kind of I know kind of cool. it's funny. People are like, "Hey man, I'm I'm Jim." And I'm like, "I need more Jim. I don't know who the fuck Jim is." <laughs> oh, you know, Dick I'm Chimney's Talkie Weasel. Hey, yeah. Talkie Weasel. <laughs> He's like, "I'm Dick Chimney's Burner." I was like, "That's Rocky, only how, yeah. how I'm going to remember you. I'm not going to remember your name." <laughs> no. Yeah, the only one was uh, Jason Edwards. He was, yes. you know, he was like, I'm Jason. You're like, hey, all right. Everybody else, I that need a weird sense. name, please. It's like, you're the only one that has your, like, actual name for a, a name. <laughs> yeah, Blitzker. Kind of I know, I see Blitzker in the chat. He told me his real name, but you are, oh, you're just going to be known to Blitzkrew. Yeah. You know, that's how that's how it is. I've shortened it to the the term of endearment Blitz. I figure that's kind of a nice little blitz. Okay, there we go. Like instead of saying Ryan, you say Rye. It's like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's intimate that's a little bit. That's pretty good. I, like it was, it. I mean, it was cool though. It was neat seeing everyone. The uh, the on field experiences were really cool. Uh, Matt, can you talk a little bit about the the five o'clock group that went in? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it was unfortunate we, we had to split into two groups. It would have been awesome mm -hmm. to get everyone out there at the same time. But I think we made the most of it. Early group. We got out there, uh, and it was – I don't know how it was for, with you guys. It seemed like there was more people on the field for yours than mm -hmm. ours. Not, like, just our group. I'm just saying, like, in, in general, there was more people on the field at that time. Mm -hmm. But it was almost, like, eerily quiet when we got out onto the field. There wasn't really many people in the stadium. I, there was nobody in the stadium. I was looking for Robert Sala running the stairs. That's what I was hoping to say. Um, but you had the people out in like their, their sweatpants and sweatshirts way across the field. Uh, we saw Aaron Rodgers talking to Steve Levy, uh, and, and there, you know, some people were, were lightly tossing the ball around. Um, there wasn't as much action, uh, as the, the seven fifteen group, but you know, it was cool to get pictures on the field. Uh, actually the picture of me and Taylor was shown around on the mm -hmm. scoreboard during the game. That was pretty freaking sick. Wasn't nice. That was awesome. 
Yeah. That, as soon um, as it popped up, Green Bean and I were like, oh my God, yo, Matt, check it out. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, it's 24 6. What could possibly be happening right now? Uh, or whatever. And uh, yeah, I was not, not expecting that, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was fun time getting out there, you know, and getting everyone on the field. Coming out of coming out of the tunnel, I think was my favorite part because it's like I feel like I'm a player. Like, give me my helmet, I'm ready to go run onto the field. And, and I was mad security was right there. I wanted to do a lap. Yeah, Matt was telling us how he wanted to go strip down and go streaking across the field. And I, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> no, the, the the seven o'clock group. It was fun. It was really neat. It was cool. I I had been on the field uh, a few years ago for one of the draft parties that the Jets and Giants do their like joint draft party there. Uh, and that's pretty cool. But being there for like an actual game and like we got to so this the seven o'clock group got to see the players run out onto the field. We were bit, like, kind of like behind the end zone. So they were like sort of adjacent to us. But like Zerline was kicking field goals and they're like bouncing over top. Uh, Isaac caught one of them and then uh, one bounced off an upright. <laughs> I swatted it <laughs> away from someone that was about to get duffed in the face with the ball. Felt like sauce. My, uh my nephew caught the first one. I got it on camera and everything. It was amazing. Like his early so line cool. kicking. It was it so was cool, awesome. dude. It was magical. I was thinking at that moment, mm -hmm. this is going to be the greatest night ever. Like everything is coming up us right now. Like the tailgate was rock and roll. Like, you know, everything was just so good. We're doing the Jets chance. We make it in. Oh, you know, then the, the field goal, my nephew catch. I was literally thinking this is going to be special good. Mm -hmm. That's how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the end of it, though. That was the end. Yeah, so we were walking up. Greenbean and I, uh, the 7 o'clock group, but when we were getting back up to our seats, we wound up missing the first two drives, like when we were getting up there. So we, <laughs> we're stopping on the way. We're all walking up, and you're watching, like, the little screens in, the, in like, the, the hallways and stuff. And there goes the punt return touchdown all the way. And we just look at each other like, ah, oh, man, that's going to be tough to overcome. <laughs> that's yeah, seven, seven points. points. That's it. Right off yeah. the bat. Can't Ugh. make one mistake on special teams. Otherwise, you're screwed. You don't have the offense to get back in the game. No, it's insane. It's over. Like, the game was over after those seven points were scored. Like, I, we got to the end of the game. I don't know how you guys felt. I wanted to, I moved back a few rows to sit with, with some other people towards the end. And I was like, we're looking at it. They're like, Oh man, they're in the red zone. I was like, I don't want the touchdown. I don't want the touchdown. This is a pity fucking touchdown. I don't want the touchdown. <laughs> and sure enough, fucking Uzama drops it. I was like, good, we don't deserve it. the touchdown. And then they get stopped on fourth down on the two-yard line. I was like, tell me the defense is going to get a safety here by accident because they're going to kneel the ball and it's going to be like in the end zone. Dude, <sighs> offense is hard. Also, why for, I know, uh, unfortunately in 2021 green, uh, Ryan did not have the luxury of sitting with us, but why is it every time mm -hmm. I go to a game with green bean, the most insufferable human on the face of the earth is in the row in front of us. Three straight talking about the guy with the yellow hood. This happened, bean. The charger fan. Yeah, dude, that guy. Yeah, this, I got, uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah. got into it with him a little bit at the end. I, I couldn't take back. it. That's what I, I said. Took it. I was like, I'm going to and off. <laughs> I was like, I got to be good. I Bean, need to go I, back I don't, up. I don't know if you saw my post game, Bean, but I said, uh, I said, genuinely, Green Bean is one of the kindest souls I've ever met on this planet. And if he has to say to you, you're being an asshole, you know, it's really, really bad. So anyone who was <laughs> sitting with us knows. But I mean, everyone here watching knows how like calm, cool, even collected mm. and like easy going green bean is if he is calling you an asshole as you're leaving you know you effed up yeah yeah he was i know i said to my yeah so i was what's like your record? <laughs> that's the only thing i had yeah, that i can go yeah. at him with 
Yeah, I said to him, why do you have to be such an asshole? And he's like, why do you got to curse? I'm like, because you're being a fucking asshole. That's why I have to curse. Oh, he was dropping slurs during the game, like things that should not be said in 2023. He was, or ever really, but especially now, like you cannot say these things that was coming out of his mouth. And he has a problem with you saying asshole. Yeah. yeah. Come on. But I, I realized when I was talking to him, he was trying to like explain something to me. I realized it's when my brother-in-law said, you do know he was a stunad. I said, yes. So he was a mental midget. I mean, the guy, he had no, he had no, no awareness. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he was genuinely stupid. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you try to just have a comedy. He's like, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, man. Just <laughs> that was a good impression. That's yeah, right. Spot <laughs> on. This guy oh, was rough. God. So I guess before we hop into super chats and stuff like that, we, we heard a little bit from Coach Sal today. We heard Jets are sticking with Zach. I got the clip from the K show. Let's uh let's go into that real quick. I'll play like we'll go like halfway through it and and play that, and then I want to get your guys' thoughts. I think that's, you know, it's it's what, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm answering your question, right. but it's it's just it's it's not always as easy as, like I said, the the, the three heads that get rocked the most in the losses, starting with me, then um, the play caller, and the quarterback. It's just that's all natural. But things have changed over three years, Robert. You've had different offensive coordinators before. Uh, the change to Hackett this year, and you've had different weapons around him, and the, the one constant is Zach, and the one constant is last year he couldn't start over over Mike White. So, I, uh, first of all, this this shouldn't be litigated. Now, I never understood with a 39-year-old quarterback why a guy who couldn't start last year was the first line of defense if he went down. You've got Trevor Simeon uh, in your building. Why Why not give him a try? No, I got you. No, it's, uh, again, a fair question. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just, uh, I've, I kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but, mm-hmm. but it's a vet, they're valid questions, but, and I know, and I know from the, from a passionate fan, from, from fans who are passionate, all having the same questions, I respect it greatly. Um, you know, but it's, I, I've got to look at it from a global standpoint and, uh, and just see where we are and uh, and look at the all-22 the best I can and, and make the decisions best as possible. So so I want to get your guys' thoughts. Lots of it, This felt very much like Robert Sala was not prepared to answer this type of question, and I think the response has gotten Jet fans pretty fired up, and it seems like there's some strings, a little marionette, uh, you know, puppeteer pulling everything, forcing Sala to, to play a, a quarterback he may not want to. Matt, is that uh, sort of what you felt from hearing this? Yeah. Uh, to me, that sounds like a guy who would like to go a different direction that either one of two people. To me, it's either Joe Douglas or Woody Johnson is saying that you have to play Zach Wilson. I don't know which one it is. You could speculate yeah. whichever way you want to. But I... To me, like that's what it came across as. The I, I plead the fifth on why they won't give Trevor Simeon a look. Like, come on, Dude. man. That, that's that's brutal. Um, and for him, like, I feel bad for Salah because he's the one who has to get up there every day and answer the questions. And you know it's coming from someone who doesn't have to face the media or face the questions every single day, which is just that much worse. Greenby, what about you? How did you take this? Uh, conversation with the K show. Well, real quick, look in the private chat. I put something in there. Uh, the 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 second one. 
the third one. But um, anyway, dude, I think I agree. It feels like there's more to it, right? Because when the coach, he's trying to give you the coach speak, right? He's trying. He's like, well, you know, the, well, you, when you look at the, this, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know was his answer. What, what does that lead you to? He, it's, it's out of my hands, guys. You know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you, you know? Um, maybe Simeon looks like complete garbage and Tim Boyle mm -hmm. is what he is. Maybe that's what he's alluding to. I, but it sounds like um, there's just more to it, you know? Um, and I don't understand it. I think doing anything uh, would be at least a, a token you know, like you at least remove the idea that there is a better option. If you put like mm -hmm. a Simeon out there and he complete throws three picks in three straight drives, then you all right, man. Then everybody's like, go back to the kid. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We, we understand. We get it. We made a mistake. Right, we get it. Okay. <laughs> and we've all seen Tim Boyle. We we get it with Tim Boyle, but all right, we're good. We'll just roll. All right. We not because that's where a lot of frustration comes from. It comes mm -hmm. from options, right? It comes from the belief that what you don't have. Or, or yeah, is better than what you do have, or there that that there's something else, and it, and it applies to many things. A lot of guys do it with their wives, you know. You believe that there's a better one out there, then you realize you're a disgusting pig, and no other woman's gonna deal with you. You know, you, you know. It's, sometimes it takes it takes a little perspective, uh, but you know. So I think at least going to Simeon would would be uh, that token, but it sounds like. He's out of answers, man. Uh, you know, he said, I don't know. And like Matt said, he said, I plead the fifth. Like, Come what on. the fuck is that? You know, maybe he's just spun out. That's possible, too. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to figure. I'm still trying to get my head around it. Because he does say later in that interview, I believe, I'm going to look at the all 22 and, and see, mm -hmm. where I, see where I stand. I, you know, I'm not there yet. So. That's okay. That's that's valid. All right. I haven't looked at it over yet, guys. So just give me a sec. I don't know yet, but that's about as um. It it's such an aggravating answer that it makes me laugh. Like that's where I'm slap happy because like that's what it feels mm -hmm. like to me. It's like okay, we're at that point where we just start laughing at ourselves, and that sucks ass, quite frankly. It's like when, uh, you know, my, my toddler gets too tired at the end of the night and she's just like goofy and silly and like falling around. Like, that's how I feel right now. It's like, this can't be real life. And I, I definitely went the way Greenbean, you know, sort of alluded to where it's like Robert Sal was saying he was trying to like kind of be nice at one point in that interview. And I think it might be in reference to like Simeon just doesn't have it. Like, it's just not good. Like, we don't have another option we can turn to. And, Do you buy like, that? I, I mean, I. I don't see him in practice, but it's hard for me to imagine that the 32nd ranked offense can get worse than the 32nd ranked offense. Like at the very yeah. least, just try it, like activate the guy, put him as the backup. And then you have an option. Like no one's afraid of Tim Boyle coming in off the bench. It's just not, that's not the type of quarterback he is. At least Simeon can provide you some level of like baseline quarterback play, or he was able to at one point, he's not like a great option either. And I do think the ceiling is much higher with Zach Wilson but the floor is so astronomically low and nothing is getting done with Zach Wilson that's incredibly frustrating. And when I hear someone say, I plead the fifth, that is immediately saying to me, you're in the wrong. Like, <laughs> you're not saying this, you're not saying what you want to say because you're in the wrong. And that's not necessarily how I took it with Salah's comment, but like, that's the the, the negative connotation in my head with that particular phrase is like, I, I plead the fifth. I don't even want to answer this question. I don't want to touch this. 
But I don't know what his like excuse could be other than Simeon's dog shit or someone's pulling the strings above him, which then brings the whole conspiracy theory of the jet blue like bullshit with Zach and the the uncle or whatever going on. You know, that breeds new life into that. I don't know. I just I feel like you got to switch it up at least a little bit. This Raider game coming up is so critically important. Like you lose this game. Now you're going to be reeling and you've got Buffalo, Miami right after that season's in the shitter at that point. Like you need to get the Raider game. You have to get it. It's primetime TV. And I'm not going to lie. I'm like sitting here looking at what the Raiders did to the Giants this past week and saying, well, shit. We could only get six points on the worst pass defense in the NFL. We're going to go up against the Raiders now with some new juice in their locker room. What the hell are we going to do? And you're just going to have Tim Boyle sit behind. We're going to have to sit and watch Zach Wilson the entire time. I don't know. I'm frustrated. Yeah. It's crazy town. We've entered crazy town, everybody. It just feels like we're back to the same arguments we were having a year ago. Like, I really feel like mm-hmm. I stepped in a time capsule in 2020, <laughs> November of 2022, which was not a good time. I was not a very happy person in November, December of 2022, and I'm right back there. And, like, I don't know, man. It, it's – I just don't know how like, or why, I guess, so many people are so against the idea of maybe giving Trevor Simeon a look. It's not like, hey, like, Zach is gone forever. We blast him into the moon. Like – if Trevor Simeon actually does suck, then it's like, okay, you know, the other option isn't good either. So go back to to Zach. That's fine. But I don't know about you guys, but the other options in 2022 and 2021 seem to move the ball a little bit. So I'm trying to see if that's going to happen again for a third year in a row. Yeah. It's kind of nice. We were getting 300 yards per different quarterback that was in instead of Zach Wilson. Like why can't another quarterback have some level of success here? And I think at the very least you make Simeon number two, you know, let's say you want to start Zach Wilson against the Raiders. Like, okay, fine. Start him against the Raiders. If he starts looking like how he looked yesterday, then pull him for Simeon in the second half. And if Simeon looks like dog shit halfway through, then that's your excuse. You're like, all right, well, sorry. You know, he doesn't look good either. And he, I could live with the, oh, he didn't have the game plan all week. He didn't get all the first team reps. Like, I can live with that. He's just got to look baseline better. You got Joshua Dobbs getting traded for like a six-round pick, having three touchdowns with no snaps. Like, there's no name guys having career days and CJ Stroud's going 470 and five touchdowns as a rookie. Like Zach Wilson is playing a different kind of game. I don't think he realizes he's playing football because that's what it feels like. And it feels like he's scared. And I feel like he knows it too. Like there's an awareness, like he feel like it looks like from an optic standpoint that he feels like he shouldn't be out there right now. And the coaches feel like he shouldn't be out there right now. And the, like his teammates probably feel that, and it's the, like if Simeon's not the guy, you just don't have a better answer. And then you see Wentz get signed by the Rams, and I'm thinking like if Wentz comes in and has any level of success, oh, gonna. I'm gonna lose gonna. my friggin' top. He's gonna. His problem isn't so much what he does on the field. I mean, his again, his last year, his year in um, uh, Indianapolis, he had 27 touchdowns and what was it, 10 picks, something mm-hmm. like that, seven picks. So it's just that he's a complete butthole. That's his – nobody likes being around this guy. But he's going to come in. I mean, if they can just get past that, you know, if they've been humbled by life a little bit, they're just like, we just need somebody to throw the damn ball. I don't got his – you know, be his best friend. Um, then he's going to be fine, I think. I mean, like you said, dude, like watching, you know, Joshua Dobbs and even the kid in Chicago. I mean, he came down to earth a little bit, this badgent or whatever his name is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he looks like he's at least understands what game he's playing. Like the play that sums it up, man. Okay, look, and we have a mm-hmm. million things to talk about, right? As far as other reasons that the offense has issues, because uh, he's not alone, right? We want to make sure that that's we're not saying that. But the play that shows you how completely and utterly lost Zach Wilson really is. It's not the the taking you know sacks on third down or not just not throwing it out of the end zone when it when it passes three seconds and like we were at the eight yard line where we, where we end up kicking a fifty five yard field goal because we went back so far with sacks. That's not even it. It's the play where he started to run. He had twenty mm, yep. something yards of clean grass in front of him, and he decides to toss it to Dalvin Cook who had a defender on his back. That says it, dude. I'm terrified out here, guys. I don't know what's going on. I'm lost. I'm spinning. Everything's moving so goddamn fast. I just can't see, and I just want the ball out of my hands. Like, that's it, it speaks volumes to me, and it was absolutely frustrating. Like, being in our seats, we could see the entire field. We had amazing seats, 50-yard line upper level. You see everything. It's like watching the All-22. And if you don't just key on on the you know on the ball and you look around, you see guys running around open all. It's just it's a disgusting experience when when you when you watch what we watched. But uh, on that play, you can see it, man. Not only did he have a first down, like he had room to kind of party a little bit. He might have even juked a guy, and it, it was like it would have been one of the bigger plays of our night. And he decided to five yard it to Dalvin Cook. I would say that on top of that, like that was a very like, okay, this makes sense. This is like, <laughs> like that, that play, the final like series, uh, the, the last four plays, and I'm, I'm probably going to miss one of the plays in there, but there was one play where Zach Wilson gets flushed from the pocket. He's running out and he's like, all right, I just got to get out of bounds. And he runs out of bounds two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Now it doesn't matter. The game's over, but you're running out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage when you can just throw the ball away. And literally there's no loss of yardage. And then right. Uzama drops the touchdown, which like, sure, I'm mad at Uzama, but he was wide the fuck open. And Zach Wilson threw it 150 miles an hour. Like, there's got to be some level of touch on that. Like, he put so much friggin' pepper on that ball. <laughs> I was like, I, like I'm not trying to make an excuse for Uzama because he's he hasn't been very good. But then no. the following play, it's, you know, Conklin two yards in front of the end zone. And it's like, all right, that's, yep, that's that's exactly for, how th- this, this, this goal was, throw to the two. Yep. That's exactly how the game needed to end. Yeah, it did. It needed to end because I'm sick of me and Matt were talking about it. Like at the very, we're like, all right, here comes the padding. Here comes a mm-hmm. touchdown. And like when you collect it all at the end, you know what I mean? You can make He's sense. got 63% completion percentage. Yeah, yeah but the man. third and 10, three yard pass to Conklin. <laughs> what the? I know. So yeah. it's like, I mean, look, of course you don't like the embarrassment of losing like that and everything, but it's, it's just better. It's better for the truth to be the truth, man. Mm. That's how I. That's how I see it. So I'm like now. I'm like I was frustrated in the moment. Like you got to be kidding me, but honestly, I'm like good. You know, no sugar for this one. Did you guys see the stat lines for the Chargers? Um, there were fifty yeah, percent completion did. percentage and 136 yards for Herbert. Yeah, defense showed. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's outrageous. You you hold them to that. Their top rusher had 47 yards. Now, obviously, yep. Eckler had a, a few yards on the on the uh, through the air as well. He was definitely lethal. 
But you you look, special teams touchdown, seven points. Zach had two fumbles at midfield, one of which got returned to the two-yard line. Like, Mm -hmm. the defense could not have played a better game than they played. And by the time they got to the fourth quarter, they were just gassed. And then you see, like, the the best play the Chargers had all night, I think, was that wild catch by by Allen. Like, outrageous. Other than that, they were bottled up the entire night. And the Jets just could not do anything on the offensive side of the ball. Very did you see did you see the um the Michael Nanya stats about like uh like you know what the Jets defense held uh Herbert I, to like career wise? No, I did not see that. What was so the So listen uh, to this. So he had 136 passing yards. That's his career low. Wow. Career low. 5 sacks taken. That's tied for his career high. So that's the most sacks he's ever taken is five. 65.4 passer rating, season low, and second worst of his career. Then he had a 4.5-yard average, third worst of his entire career, which that's a testament to Sauce and Reed. and uh, Nobody was open. So, like, there, our pass rush is getting home. We're taking what he wants away. There was that amazing catch by Keenan Allen. Again, things are going to happen. Like they're, they, they're talented. So, they're going to make plays. But overall, dude, like, our defense gave up an honest 13 points. And really, seven of those mm-hmm. were, were – or 14 points. Seven of those were given away, you know, were on a, on a fumble in our territory. As well, not not only the one on the half yard line that our defense was like, come on, you know what I mean? Four oh, plays yeah. from the fucking one and a half foot line. Yeah, thanks. You know, so that's what our like. Once again, our defense holds a team to fourteen points, and and a lethal offense at that. I mean, they're a good offense. Imagine and if so, this team, if this defense had a lead like that was Herbert's worst stats, and they had a comfortable lead. We couldn't yeah, even hurt. pass rush because yeah. they didn't have to pass. <laughs> crazy! It's so stupid. It really it's is so dumb. Like it's we're crazy, too dude. good to be doing this, and you can't tell me right now the fact that they're not moving Zach out of the starter spot. They don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I don't believe them for a goddamn minute that he's coming back. Because if you did, then you would at least try to hover around 500 or a little bit better. And Zach's not doing it. I mean, like, yeah, of course, we're exactly at 500 right now. But, like, we are winning in spite of Zach Wilson. Jets probably should have lost week one, should have lost against the Eagles, should have lost against the Giants. This team could very easily be one and seven right now. But they could very easily be five and three. So, right? I'm just saying. But so sure. here's the here's here's the positive spin on the whole thing, okay? And this is what keeps me sane. This is the only thing I got for you guys, okay? So I'm gonna give it to you now. Okay. The Jets are three and one in their last four games. Okay, mm-hmm. we're three and one in our last four games. We're gonna lose some games. The you know we're gonna lose some games. The last time we went on a three game win streak, it was a game. It was off of a game just like this mm-hmm. against the Patriots. So maybe that's what's going on. It's just the up and down of the season that we're going to have this year. And uh, maybe we're overreacting. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I well, think Green being slap happy from driving all the way down from <laughs> Jersey to Virginia. No, not, I think he's got a little bit of a, of a point, though, because, like, I think this with the when you have a quarterback like Zach Wilson and like this team, they're going to lose some ugly games just because of how bad they are offensively. But 
this defense is so good. Like, I don't think they're going to bottom out and now, like, I don't know, win two games the rest mm-hmm. of the year. Like, I think their defense and special teams are going to keep them in games and going to win them games like it has the last three weeks. So um, it wouldn't shock me at all if they're back in the in the win column against the Raiders, even with how bad uh, the offenses looked right now. But it's, again, the frustration, I think why we're so upset is because we see an elite-level defense, most nights an elite-level special teams. They made one mistake so far this year, and it's a punt return getting, you know, for a touchdown that – pretty much ended the game before it got started, and that's it. It just pisses me off that offense, special teams, defense have to play perfectly to overcome the ineptitude of the quarterback. Yeah, And, like, the quarterback's supposed to elevate anyone. Does Zach elevate any individual player on this team? I don't think he does. He does not. He no. does not. And, and here's the painful part about that. You're 100% right, Ryan. And this is why I don't buy the mistakes that every like every week there's like another scapegoat right it's like Mm -hmm. you know people were telling me fucking you know garrett wilson's not exactly uh lighting it up he had the fumble and he then he Mm -hmm. had that terrible penalty sure sure but the you understand everybody's gonna have both bad games bad plays bad moments uh mistakes that's gonna happen the problem is is that when they happen, it happens to be on the one out of 12 plays that Zach Wilson actually got it to him. You know what I mean? So they have to be perfect. Like the margin of error is so thin for everybody else that nobody, as soon as they make a mistake, it's like, oh, and he fucking, he gets it right to him and he fucking drops it. It's like, I, I get it. I hear you. But it's... It's like the nobody else can do anything wrong or else it's a complete shit show because Zach Wilson is so bad for so much of the time. Like even the offensive line, dude, there, look, I'm not taking him off the hook last night, but Zach Wilson has got to know Tipman's first game at center. The line is completely piecemeal. We got tackles at guards. We got bench guys. at. He's holding the ball. It's three seconds. Throw it, dude. He's three, four, dude, they were giving him four seconds at, there, there were some plays that it was four seconds and he was still taking a sack. Well, I and think it's, it was it's, like, it was what, eight sacks? And I think six of them were after three seconds. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So we can say the offensive line sucks all day. It's, it's not great. But dude, any quarterback that's aware, like, okay, man, I got to help him out. And I also got to know, like my clock has to be one, two, Three, fucking zip it out. Just throw it towards the guy out of bounds, dude. That's what you got to do. It's that simple. Eat the play, buddy. He won't so do it. Glad. He can't do it. I'm so glad you said that because that's where I wanted to go next is I keep hearing that no one could be successful with this offensive line or that if Aaron Rodgers did come back, he would get absolutely killed behind this offensive line. Like quarterbacks i don't know if people are aware but quarterbacks can hold on to the ball too long and create their own sacks they could also elevate bad offensive lines by getting the ball out like quicker like just things that never ever happen and you're right like how many times did we see the ball like him just sitting there in the pocket with absolutely zero feel for any anything else around him and that's been an issue his whole career is not being able to you know feel the rush or feel when the pressure is coming just get it if it's not there throw it away take the check down 
like there's been things that he's improved on. Obviously, his his accuracy is a little bit better this year. He seems a little bit more confident from where he was, but you can't hold the ball for an eternity behind this makeshift offensive line and be like, well, well, damn, we got eight sacks tonight. You know what I mean? What do you want me to do? Yeah, I got right, eight yeah. sacks and three drops. I don't know what happened. And is he the only <laughs> quarterback thirty that has yards a and we couldn't kick a field goal? Line deals with drops, has a bad coordinator. Like it's yeah. everything. Every single thing is everyone else's fault but Zach's. Which I there's think there's one common the denominator over this three-year stretch. Sick. I guess right. there's two really, but one big one. Yeah. Mitt Flair yeah. comes in, says, "Unleash Brownlee." Lazard doesn't know how to football without a Hall of Fame quarterback. Dude, Lazard had a bad game. What do you have? Three penalties, a drop, and like just looked off. Yeah. He, like he he like yeah, alligator he armed off. the one ball too. Like he's not helping anyone out. Like there's he's he turned into a pumpkin. I would much rather see Brownlee and Gibson and Garrett as our three wide receivers and screw it. Why not? They won't do it, but screw it. Well, I mean, at least Cobb. They they said Cobb was a healthy scratch last night, right? Yep. I'm all right with there that. You go. Yeah, I know yeah, what I mean, I'm saying, I... but maybe say maybe they're moving that way. You know, mm -hmm. maybe. I just want to say one more time that I strongly disagreed with the trade of Nicole Hardman, mm -hmm. and uh, I still feel the exact same way. Okay? I want to remind everybody of that. Remember this offseason when we were like, oh, we've got, you know – Elijah Moore, <laughs> we've got Corey Davis. Like this would be great. Oh, we signed Alan Lazard, Hardman. Okay, we're not going to miss, you know, Elijah Moore that much. Not that he's done a whole lot in in Cleveland. Man, that wide receiver yeah. group really dropped got off a cliff. Quick. Blitzcrew says one thing I learned yesterday: never do leg day before all those stairs. Being on the field <laughs> and in the <laughs> something I will always remember. It was a blast, Blitzcrew. It was so much fun. But dude. The stairs, I don't know about you guys, I went down the wrong staircase at the end of the day because, like, we went up an escalator, at least two escalators. And on the way down, I walked down the entire staircase yeah, to get too. down. I felt bad. My mom and neighbor who were like, I can't do this. My, my knees, my legs are killing me. I was like, I'm so sorry I walked this way. Yeah, that stadium's brutal, dude. I mean, like, you know, it just makes no sense. Like, we had to, so we were on the field. They funnel us in. You would think some guidance, right? Just a little. Where are you going? 300s over there. 200 over there. None of that. So they just go, there, come on, go in the door. We walked in the door, and we were in, like, you know, the lower-level cafeteria, and they were like, everybody's like, where the fuck did we go? We had to figure it out. But, like, you walk up a ramp, then you walk up some stairs, then there's an escalator, and then there's you're on the 100 level. Oh, I thought we were here. Oh no, there's an escalator over there. And then you got to do all this stuff. Then there was more stairs at the top. It was like, where are we? And then we weren't even there. It was like we had to come back the stadium. other way to get back to our seats. <laughs> like they yeah, leave. It us makes like no sense. Like it, it's just. I mean, again, that's the least of our problems. But it just sucks. Like just like you said, Ryan, the stairs that were in front of us, the ones we walked down, we thought it was going to walk to like an escalator. You walk down mm -hmm. two floors. There's an escalator. No, you just kept going. There was a poor older dude in front of me. He was holding onto the bar. He was like halfway down. He was like just, you know, he was taking the step, and then his second step was on the same stair, you know. Mm -hmm. And he was having a hard time, man. Mm -hmm. I felt for him. And he's like, yeah, how the hell did I end up here? You know, like Giant Stadium, it was like you had three escalators, 
Mm-hmm. You had the one for the lower, the middle, the mez, and then the upper level. And then if yeah. you wanted to walk, you had the turnstile. It was all smooth. It was just, you just walked around, no it stairs. It made sense. It was like, yeah. it made sense. You could understand you knew where it. you were going. Yeah, you, yeah, you get to the third is, level, you could walk a whole donut around the entire thing. This one, you're like, walk between boxes, yeah. stairs, and ramps. <laughs> crazy, and, dude. You got to like. It was, it was designed by a madman who only valued boxes. Yes. And that madman's name is Woody Johnson. That's who it is. He doesn't care about yes. us. Jason Edwards comes in. Jason was there. He won the tickets from Blitz Crew. Uh, he said, my uh, son and I had a great Crossfire. time meeting everyone. From Crossfire. Sorry. I'm losing my mind now. Uh, right. Crossfire gave away the tickets. Jason Edwards wound up winning. My son and I had a great time meeting everyone. However, Zach almost tore away my football soul last night. Go Jets, mm-hmm. dude. It was brutal. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. so brutal. Uh, Let me tell you about Jason Edwards. I want to tell you about Jason Edwards real quick. I want to hear. So number one, Jason Edwards is an awesome, awesome dude to to talk to and hang out with. Like, truly. He's really nice. But so Jason Edwards uh, was telling me his son was super cool, by the way. All right. Mm -hmm. Super. Another guy. Super cool to talk to. But so he was saying, you know, I'm trying to get my son. I'm trying to pull him over to the jet side, which I understand. I do it. I had my nephew who I turned and all that with me. Um but his son, his son says, you know, he's a Giants fan. And he says, I never try to turn him. I never try to turn anybody. I just, you know, I still root for because I see he goes, I still root for the Jets. I want my dad to be happy. And then Jason goes, not me, not me, man. I root against his team. He's like, I rub it in. And I said, Jason, I am the same way, bro. You know what I mean? Like his son was like, no, I, I, I root for the Jets. I want him to be yeah. happy. Trying to be the Jason good guy. goes, not me. Not nope. me, man. He's like, I, I want to steal him, and if I can't steal him, I want him to be miserable. <laughs> I love you, Jason. That was fantastic. And your son is awesome, by the way. That's a good dad right there. Good dad. Yeah. Curly Norman says, I don't know. Bob Sal, 2023, put on a shirt. Oh, yeah, just oh, an IDK. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Hennessy goes, where is IKN and Polly when you need him? Brutal. Jets Polly said, thank you all for an amazing experience. What a fun night. Despite the shitty performance we saw, we're beating the Raiders. I I love your optimism. I'm not there at that point in the week. Later in the week, I'll be, maybe the end of the stream, I'll be like, all right, we're we're doing it. We got this. Someone convince me otherwise. 13 Uh, J-Boy. I like it, right? All the way. J-Boy says lost uh zach lost me on that third down spike take a mother loving shot yeah when he threw the ball down was that was it third down when he threw it in the dirt like for that screen pass it was like a really weird like i don't know if that was a third down play uh, i don't but think he it was i thought they had another play after that i don't know yeah. if that's the one jay boy's talking about though maybe i'm lost were they trying to save clock late in the game and he spiked it on third down no, it wasn't a third down. Uh, Jay Boy's wrong. It was second and ten. Mm. Either way, I, I, I was think frustrated I know with the play you're talking. Dude. Believe me, because I was screaming and yelling. I actually thought it was third down. I was like, "You mother!" Okay, it's second down. You, you know, know I was, I was like, more I was, than that. The, more than that play. Like that play was really frustrating. But there was a free play where Bosa jumped off sides and we threw a five yard out to Lazard. Yep. Like, yeah. Why mm. the hell when you had a free play and you see the flag come out? Just let it rip downfield. Free yeah. play. Like, you you only got, like, what did you get, six yards, and you got a five-yard penalty? <laughs> so it's not even like you you would have got the first down anyway. It was, it was like third and four, yeah. I think. Yep. 
Yeah, I know. And, and we declined the penalty because we got six yards, mm-hmm. and it would only been five. So it's technically better. We suck. So dumb. So dumb. E boogie says, "Damn it, the Jets forgot to make a sacrifice, dude." We. Mm-hmm. I looked over at Blitz Crew. I was like, "You're Achilles, dude. We got we got to yank it." <laughs> We need one. We got no. I'm kidding. We we were on the field. We were all joking, like, "Oh man, I hope I don't tear an ACL while I'm just walking out here." Ugh, we need a yeah, place. funny place. But that What's is funny, says- man. I mean, think about it. We didn't mm-hmm. we didn't lose we didn't lose anybody last night, so we lost the game. It's really becoming quite the spooky scenario. We need to start selling like Jets voodoo dolls, <laughs> just like mm-hmm. little pins that you could stick in the knees and the the Achilles. Blitzcrew says your boy Craig last week was. Spreading his Zach stats on another channel. Blewett was not buying his stat interpretation. Blewett might be one of my favorite people that could really, like, talk to this guy, and he would just not give two Fs. Like, I love Matt's response <laughs> to it the other week, but Blewett just, like, loses his top at points. And, like, I would love to go back and see what his reaction to Craig was. Because if Craig came in here right now, I, Craig would be getting the good old... Get him out of here. Matt, how are you feeling about our boy Craig? I've already apologized to Craig. I see a future Hall of Famer in Zach Wilson, so he got me. I, I am now fully on his side. Um, he didn't like he didn't like my apology, though. He wants another one. He was back on my channel this week wanting an apology. Um, but I said I already gave him one. I said Zach's a Hall of Famer, so he 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 converted me. I don't know, man. Joey Jets comes in. Meetup last night was amazing. Game was depressing, but what can you do? Pleasure meeting you all. Looking forward to the next one. Go Jets bench, Zach. Joey, it was really nice meeting you as well. I just, I can't get over, like, how many people came out. It was just really cool to meet everyone and just have, like, the camaraderie. Because there's this, you know, there's this, uh, the the chat that we're going. We're, we're talking all the time in the chat, and the three of us are up here. And, like, we've said it before, we don't, like, have a face to the name on the other end of the screen, but now through like these different meetups and stuff, we get to like actually interact and it feels like, Hey, you guys are watching us in your living room, your bed, maybe you're on the toilet, something like that. But like, <laughs> it's there's, there's a conversation that's happening. We get to actually have it with you guys when you come to the game. So it's, it, it is fun to do that. And Joey, we're really, uh, really happy, happy and grateful that you, you came out with us last night. Happful. I like that. Happful. Making up words now. I'm slap happy. What can I say? Let's slap says, happful. Lex guy goes, hey guys, I was at the game last night. Worst $200 I've ever spent. The drive back from Jersey to Queens isn't fun after a loss. I've spent no. $200 in way worse ways, but that, <laughs> I agree. It was, it was rough. It was, uh, it was a rough game. That's why I stayed well, over. Me, I was going to say, yeah, that, right. Matt usually Matt, takes that Matt long Matt got drive. a hotel room, didn't you, Matt? I, I, I did, yeah, because I did not want to do that drive back to Taylor's in Queens. So I know that drive. Trying to get over the George Washington Bridge after a game, I'd rather do just about anything else on planet Earth than that. So I went back to the hotel. It was 25 minutes out of the lot and then about another five minutes to the hotel. And uh, I did my post game from there instead of doing it at like three o'clock in the morning back on Long Island. Well, let me make everybody feel let me make Lex Guy feel better. So I had to drive last night to Staten Island, so I had to go down to the Outer Bridge, which took a good, I mean, in total, about 25 minutes to get out, which wasn't bad, actually. No. Um, We had to wait for Jeremy, who, I don't know if he's in the chat or not, but before, when we parked, this is what we did. I said, Jeremy, we parked, like, right by one of the exits, and I said, I parked next to the pole, because we get there so early, you can pick anywhere you park, that you want to park. So I parked next to a pole, 
And I said, Jeremy, J9. Then I texted him and said, Jeremy, we're at J9. Okay. We walked to the car and we're just sitting there waiting. And then I, I gave Nick Shine and his son a, a ride too. So Nick shows up and I said, uh, we're waiting there, me and my son, for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And Nick walks up. I said, dude, have, have you heard from Jeremy? He goes, Jeremy's by the track. I said, by the track. <laughs> like off track betting? Like, so like, like, like I so Dom gave Jeremy, Jeremy he, Dom, you know, he sat with uh, Dom C, Jeremy did. So Dom said, hey, I'll give you a quick ride to the where, to where you're parked. So Jeremy doesn't remember where he is in the stadium. So Dom drives him back to E26, where the oh. fucking tailgate was, which is as far as away as you can get in this day, almost anyway. <laughs> so Jeremy had to figure out his way back from E26. But that said, it's still just a straight line, right, to the Giant. We were parked by the Giants training facility, you know? Mm -hmm. So he walks the other way. He walks over to the track. So we had to do all that. So once, once we had Jeremy in the car, Nick ran and found him, you know? So <laughs> Nick's a good dude. So, um, yes. but then when we got out, it was like, I don't know, 20 minutes to get. If that, man, it was really kind of... It was not bad, but so I had to drive all the way down, drop Nick off at the at the at the uh, rest stop, and then go over the outer bridge into Staten Island and do all that, and that's bad enough. But then Lex guy, this morning I got in my car and I drove six and a half hours to Virginia, buddy. So just remember, whenever you're bitching and moaning about it, and it sucks, don't get me wrong. Just remember, Green Bean had you by about seven total hours more, or six. Let's say six more hours than you did. So there you go. Not so bad, Lex guy. We're gonna have to put uh, an Apple tag on Jeremy the next time we go out yeah. to the game. <laughs> Make sure <laughs> totally. we know where he is. Get, get him one of those like dog collars that has the uh, you know, if lost, please call. Um, <laughs> Enrique comes in and says Zach Wilson is no good, but what doesn't help is wide receivers dropping passes, offensive line decimated, dumb penalties, and bad play calling is what is killing us. So I have a hard time accepting that as the answer because Zach has looked bad for three years with multiple offensive coordinators, multiple weapons, multiple offensive lines, and other quarterbacks that have come in when Zach was out have looked good. So I'm very confused as to like the Zach Wilson truther side of things at this point. Like I, I can understand he looked good against the chiefs. And then from basically the chiefs game on, we were kind of making excuses like, okay, well, Denver, we needed to run the ball because they were a really big run. You know, they were bad against the run. And I said, like, okay, that made sense. Then the Eagles, okay, we're going to have to uncork it a little bit more. And like, you know, we kind of got some help and hurts through those interceptions and the defense really balled out. And, you know, Zach didn't have to go crazy, crazy, but he helped us at the end. And then the Giants game, we got, we got lucky at the end of that game. Saquon doesn't run for the first down. They don't, they missed the field goal at the end of the game. They don't go four on fourth and one. Um, so we kind of like had excuses built into each one of these kind of victories for Zach. And this one, it's just, I don't want to give these same excuses. Matt, are yeah. you, where are you on the excuse train? No, I love when you can blame anybody else, but the quarterback, I think that's my, been my favorite uh, conversation from today, but like, why can't it be like, oh, yes, all these things are true, but also like Zach Wilson has been uh, an issue. And also like, Zach, changing the quarterback is probably the easiest fix that you can do. You're not changing the play caller in season. The offensive line has a million injuries and like they've added 
people to it. It's going to be a rotating door. You can make the most of it there. They already passed on trading for a wide receiver. So uh, unless Corey Davis is walking through that door, which I don't think he is, then this is the wide receiver room that you're dealt with. Like the only logical thing you could change to try to make any sort of spark is the quarterback. And people just absolutely refuse to, to like comprehend that. I, I, I'm so taken aback by the lengths that people will go to defend Zach Wilson. Like I thought it would be, I thought it was at its worst in the Sam Darnold era, but I am mm -hmm. way wrong because people are going way further with Zach Wilson than they ever did with Darnold. So I was way wrong on that one, but it's crazy. Greenby, what about you? Where are you on these uh, excuses for Zach? Well, I will give it to Enrique. At least he said Zach was bad too. He's not, he's not so you that's know, fair. I, I got, I got you Enrique, but, but I think, I think Matt and Ryan said it really well. You know I mean? Like we really look for, excuses are there drops yes there are there are drops in every game i mean look we heard uh you know i don't know if you know this but in in the stadium when the opposing team's player drops a pass they played the beastie boys line mm, drop, right they do that and we heard that a few times last night you know Creepy, I mean? do you want to so tell them what we heard with like the <laughs> i turned to you at one point in the game they do charge and i'm like no yeah, it's the one chant you can't yeah. yell during this fucking game i know have some presence of mind it's probably on autoplay it's just they yeah. have it all set up it's like chargers yeah you know what i mean it's like what the fuck are we doing that was the that was the uh, second but, worst chant. The the other one that we got was the peop, uh the Charger fans. I think it was the Charger fans were chanting Aaron Rodgers at one point in the lower part of the stadium. I don't know if that was Jet fans. Really? Oh, that's yeah. rough. What are yeah. they doing? That was not good. Did you see what those pieces of shit players did at the end of the game? I know a lot of people I saw probably the, like, didn't the see the airplane it. where they were running around. And, yeah. Like, did you see that? Yeah. So their yeah. last touch, I don't know if Jets fans know this. And this is when I try to tell everybody when it's us against the world, when we get all, you know, we feast upon each other. When we get all nuts hating on each other, we got to remember, dude, we're all we got out here because the rest of the league hates us. What reason do the Chargers have to like want to drive a spike in our heart? What reason? I mean, they could want to beat us, of course, and all that. But we're not, we don't have any rivalry with the Chargers. There's nothing, there's no heat. It's not the Sean Payton thing with the Broncos. Like, there's nothing there. But at the end of the game, when they scored their last touchdown, the entire offense went to one end side of the end zone and they put out the jet wings and they ran across the end zone as a team. That is saying F you, everybody. That's what mm -hmm. that is. And it's like, this is the, you got to remember it, man. Even the Chargers, the powder blue Chargers hate us. So don't forget it. When you're arguing with somebody and fucking asking them to meet you at the flagpole at 3 p.m. because he doesn't like the same player you like, you got to remember, dude, it's us against the world. We're the only people dealing with this on earth. Remember that. We're Jets fans. Nobody else. Sawyer. Comes in, dropping a 20 spot. Thank you, Sawyer. Says bad O-line, drop passes, bad play calling, etc. All existed with Mike White, and he still made us look semi-competent before he got folded like a lawn chair. Zach hasn't earned all these excuses. Give them to him. Give Trevor a shot. Sawyer, preaching to the choir. I love it. Basically threw up a response to Enrique's last super chat. Um, yeah, dude, I'm right there with you. Like, you, you see all these excuses. 
for Zach Wilson. And Mike White had the same offense, had the same shitty weapons, had a, you know, had 400 yards against the Bengals. Like, we're hoping to get 200 yards from Zach Wilson. Like, Zach does not throw for 200 yards without the garbage time stuff at the end there. Like, I don't know. It just, it, I'm done with the excuses. Done with the excuses. Anything yeah. to add, Green Bean? I'm done with it too, man. Um, but it's, uh, you know, he, I just, the whole thing with like Mike White, remember that stat you brought out, Ryan? I mean, it's oh, like we're yep. deeper into the season. But if you could just, for, for Sawyer's benefit, because, you know, he put a lot in here, right? And mm-hmm. he And he's right. He's right. But like, just to make sure that we understand what we're really talking about. Can you reiterate that stat? Sure. Another one I'm going to have to do it a little bit from memory, so it might be a little off, but it's something like for 2021 and 2022. So this did not include the 2023 season at the time this stat came out. And I believe this came out after the Patriot game. So after week three this year, but it was uh, for Zach Wilson led offenses. The Jets were 31st in the league in your pass yards per game. And they were, I believe it was like a half a yard per game better than the bears and Justin Fields. And then when any other quarterback not named Zach Wilson is under center for the jets, they are literally the best team in the NFL 25 yards per game, better than the chiefs over the course of 2021 and 2022 with any other quarterback. So Sawyer, we're, we're there with you. Like it's clear as day that other quarterbacks can get it done. And Zach just can't, I don't know why the team can't admit it or just move on or, or figure it out. But I feel like you're going to start losing players in this locker room when they have to fight for their roster spots. And this dude gets one fucking gift wrapped to him. Matt, your thoughts. Yeah. That's the thing. Like everyone else, they're okay with holding everybody else accountable. For instance, here's a, here's a great one. I saw, forgive me. I don't remember who said this on Twitter, but Randall Cobb was a healthy scratch, right? Mm -hmm. This past week, Randall Cobb was not the reason the sole reason why the Jets offense stunk, but he got his job replaced. Zach Wilson is not the sole reason that the Jets offense stinks, but continues to get to do his job with no real pressure of getting replaced. Because even though like they won't elevate Trevor Simeon, but has any of you have any of you guys ever seen Tim Boyle take off his parka jacket or even look at where his football helmet is? Like he doesn't even think about having to come into a game ever. Oh, yeah. No, it's like there's no threat of Boyle ever coming in for the New York Jets. Like they know he's clearly not better than Zach and he's there just to help install the offense. And that was it. We are up Shit's Creek. That's what it feels like. We've got Sky C coming in. Sky C says Jets are trapped. Zach Wilson goes rest of the season. Hackett stays because Aaron Rodgers is coming back whenever. Joe Douglas's decisions are getting questionable, especially in the offensive line. Year after year, we tolerate so much ineptitude. It's crazy. So I, I get having some criticism of Joe Douglas. I've, I've cooled off a little bit on him, but I still think he's the best GM that I've ever seen for the New York Jets. And especially given that 2022 draft, you can like that's going to be the core of our team for the next hopefully 10 years provided that like these players don't throw up their hands and just say, I want out. That's the one thing I'm most critically afraid of. And it shows you just how bad one pick one pick in Zach Wilson can just set a franchise back because that one pick is in the way of us getting another quarterback in here. And now you're wasting two years of elite level, super bowl caliber defense. And you got, you got training wheels on the offense right now. It's just, it's brutal to watch. 
brutal to watch. Matt, where are you on on the Joe Douglas side of things as far as like you know maybe some blame going his direction? I do think he deserves some blame. Um, I don't think he's a bad. I think he is a uh, a good GM that sometimes gets treated like he's elite, and I I think some people are too afraid to give him any sort of blame where um I, the offensive line injuries we could even give him a break on but them refusing to bring in another quarterback option right like someone who could be a legitimate push uh mm. to uh zach wilson or even with everything you have like we knew the wide receiver room was not where it needed to be i understand he was in on Devonte adams and mike evans but um you can't figure out a way to get you know, a, a tier three guy even in here just to to help you out. You're in a point where Alan Lazard's your wide receiver too, dropping three passes a night. Like, I I think the lack of aggressiveness at the trade deadline um, for either offensive line or wide receiver, um, I guess bringing in Roger Saffold is takes a little bit back from that. But um, I, I do think he deserves a little bit of criticism for the position the Jets are in right now. Alex Lulo comes in with Superstat. Thank you so much for the 20 spot, Alex. He says, okay, I'm going to have to sound like a Zach truther, which I'm not, but the line we had planned is the line that got Aaron hurt, and Aaron held the ball on that play as well. All right, so let me think about this real quick. I don't believe that Dwayne Brown should be starting. I don't believe the offensive line that we put out in front of Aaron Rodgers was the best offensive line that you could put out in front of anyone. I think a lot of that had to do with Brown not being able to play another position, them not wanting to move AVT out to right tackle initially. Like, I think our best offensive line was the line where, I think it was the game AVT got hurt, where you got Beckton on the left-hand side, then you got Tomlinson, McGovern, Tipman, AVT. I felt like that was our best five across the board. And honestly, Tittman, I from what I saw last night, I thought he played all right. I like Tittman at center. I at least feel like, you know, he got that one right on the offensive line. And now we just got to hope he stays healthy because Becton and AVT, I think talent-wise, he got them right too. And then they didn't have injuries coming into the, the league, and now they've been knocked out for two consecutive seasons. So... I don't know. Greenbean, where are you on the uh, the offensive line combination and how Zach looked and how Aaron looked? Yeah, well, and I'll dovetail this, Alex, with a previous um, comment by Matt in, in uh, reference to a different Super Chat. But the Joe Douglas thing is like Joe Douglas gets a lot of extra love here because we've had such bad GMs, right? So it's like when compared to us, He's Hall of Fame, right? But the truth is, is that Joe Douglas took a really lackadaisical approach to the offensive line this offseason and wide receiver, if I'm being completely honest. And we all talked about it. Now, if best case scenario took place, we were fine, right? If, if Dwayne Brown came back from injury and was Dwayne Brown, you know, Hall of Fame Dwayne Brown, or not a Hall of Fame, a play, uh, uh, sorry, Pro Bowl Dwayne Brown, we're good. Right, if Lake and Tomlinson playing next to Dwayne Brown brings him back to his Pro Bowl level, we're good. You know, McGovern's serviceable. He's average center, nothing great, nothing you know to write home about, but he's fine. Then you got AVT, 
and Makai Becton. So if AVT stays healthy, we're great. If Makai Becton stays healthy, we're great. The problem with that is every single one of those guys was injured, okay? Was coming off of injury, except Lake and Tomlinson and Connor McGovern. Lakin had the worst year of his career the year before. And McGovern, again, we he we didn't even want him. We signed him for – he. the only reason he's on the team is because he signed for a, a million six. We got him for peanuts. What were we going to do if he signed somewhere else? So we drafted a rookie. He wasn't ready. I mean, I love the pick. I love the pick. But it's like what Joe Douglas's problem, in my opinion, is, is that even though he's been here for four years now, he is still not accepting. This place is different than Baltimore. It's different than Philly. You brought in Aaron Rodgers. He made it four plays, brother. Okay? That's what we're dealing with. When you brought in Perryman and uh, what was the other guy? The former first-round pick. for He was on this, the Redskins. What the fuck was his name again? Oh, Moses? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh I just sure. put my tongue. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, but so he brings in these guys. He lets Robbie Anderson walk, and he brings in Brashad Perryman coming off an injury and the other guy. And then neither one of them work out for us because Brashad Perryman ends up getting hurt, and of course, right? So, like, he's playing this game that if if he's he's doing this for the Ravens, you have, you know, stellar luck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They just do overall. We're the Jets. You have to double stock the offensive line. You have to double stock the wide receiver core. You got to have a a strong running back room, which at least I think we do have a strong running back room. They're not doing much because guess guess what, everybody? No one in the NFL, the the, Zach truthers aside, believe what you want to believe. Every NFL coach shows you the truth every single week when they play full-on straight-up man, and they pack the box, and they're able to rush five, six guys. They're able to do all kinds of stuff to stop the run and put and, and add extra pressure on Zach because they have zero confidence that if you make him beat you, he's not beating you. So Joe Douglas is really at fault here, man. And like Ryan said, he should have been more aggressive. The Saffold thing is nice, but again, it's like a penny pincher move. It's like it's like the if it works, I mean he's not playing, he's on the couch. He's it's the Ryan Cleal move all over again. Yeah, pretty it's much. the same thing, dude. So, like, he he plays with that. Now, I'm a Joe Douglas supporter. I think again, the fact that we're even talking like we're talking this year is all because of Joe Douglas, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's done some really, really solid things. But the truth is is that he's playing a dangerous game and it's coming home to roost. I hope that after last year's offensive line debacle that he would have went full bore, wide open, bringing in every offensive lineman that he could. What did he do? He went and got Wes Schweitzer and uh, Cologne. He, tried, from, he did try to get he Orlando Brown. Game. He, well, he what? tried to get Orlando Brown. He offered him more money. Yeah, he didn't than the try Bengals. hard enough. Well, he offered more he money than the Bengals. He, we didn't have Rodgers. Yeah, how like much the, more, Ryan? How much? I don't more? know. I don't bucks? actually know that. that. I'm just going off what what right. uh, Brown said in you an interview. You want to pull somebody from their team? You know what I mean? Zach, Green Bean, you sound a lot like a Zach Truther over there. You know, if, if, if Zach know. just had double stocked no, offensive I, linemen and I'm like you're getting me real. Do you know how many offensive linemen are out 
for Stroud in uh, Houston. I believe it was four of his five offensive linemen were out. The dude had 470 yards and five touchdowns. I'm not saying Done. any of that. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying when he talked about the O-line, so I just want to talk about the O-line. I talked about the Zach Wilson, and we talked about Mike White and Josh Johnson and Joe mm -hmm. Flacco, and even Chris Stevler came, came in and gave us a spark. Like, what, he's throwing meatballs. He threw the one pass, the ball went end over end. Dude, and, he's, so and he sparked bad. our offense. <laughs> That's how bad it is, man. But I'm just saying, like, the offensive line piece, just to focus mm -hmm. there for a minute. I do believe Joe Douglas uh, is – He, I don't know why, but he's playing a dangerous game, and we're the ones dealing with it again, and it kind of sucks. You know, you can't depend on guys like Mekhi Becton – we haven't played in two years. Now, I hey, it's working. You know, I knock on wood. He's starting and everything, but you can't you can't go into the season depending on two guys who are injured uh, for your tackles. Those are your two starters. Who's who's left? Max Mitchell, Billy Turner. Like we got nobody. I feel like, like the draft just screwed us too. Like as much as like uh, Broderick Jones hasn't looked great. Like having every tackle go in front of us when I feel like that was pretty clearly the direction I think the Jets wanted to go. Like as much as they're like, oh, we got McDonald, we wanted him and everything. Like the draft picks are the most frustrating this year because all of them were made for the future or it felt like all like yeah. Carter Warren, redshirt year. Izzy seems to be a redshirt year. McDonald, oh, we'll get him. We'll use him next year for Bryce Huff and 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 Carl Lawson when they're gone. And then, like, Tippman, oh, well, we, we brought back McGovern. Tippman's not going to start right away. Like, literally everything felt like a redshirt year, and it was just like a wasted draft almost. Like, that's yeah. that's where the frustration comes from on my part. Matt, where are you on this offensive line? Like, Aaron Rodgers didn't, like, got hurt behind a better offensive line, quote-unquote, than Zach? Um, I don't blame the offensive line for the Aaron Rodgers injury. I blame, uh, I guess, Aaron for he, the the second point of this is that he held the ball too long on one of those plays where it was I forget the mm -hmm. name of the the style of blocks they ran that the tackles had that he just held on uh the cut blocks but i look it was more of a freak play on a you know freak accident kind of kind of thing on a on a terrible rainy wet field um it really stinks um i get it but i don't know why like the, there's an idea that no other quarterback, like nothing they do at quarterbacks going to matter because of how bad the offensive line is. And I don't buy that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that's such a cop out response or answers. Oh, well, the offensive line stinks. They have no shot. Well, I guess don't play any of the games then just, just re forfeit the rest of the schedule say we, our offensive line's not good enough. We, we can't possibly compete. Uh, because that's basically the inline excuses that's being lined up for, for Zach or, a re given a reason why you can't make a change at the quarterback position or why you can't bring Aaron Rodgers back. Like there's every excuse I hear, it goes back to the offensive line, which it's not a good unit. It's a below average unit, but I don't even think it's the worst one in the league. I don't think it's the worst one in this state. Look across to the New York giants and their offensive line issues. That's a real terrible situation on the offensive line. hundred percent, hundred percent. Lucky Leo says, I think Zach had time in the pocket several times. The offensive line was decent. His, just so or he's just so indecisive i'm sorry play calling is point uh at this point is laughable it was very predictable but i don't know if that's predictable yeah. because of what hackett was doing or because of what zach wasn't doing like because of like taking a bad sack it puts them in very hard downs and distances or penalties put them in a weird down and distance and like 
you know, I guess when you have the first intent, it's like, all right, look, Zach throws an incompletion. Here comes a run. <laughs> like it's they're gonna try it. And then now we're in third and seven. You know, I Greenbean, how much do you put on Hackett from a play calling perspective? And how much of it do you think might be because of some bad situations that were put in because of either penalties or Zach? I think that Hackett is part of the issue right now. Again, there are there's more than enough plays where the options are there. Like the options are open. Like any quarterback worth their salt sees them most of the time. Like they're there. You know, so every offensive coordinator is going to catch some heat. But I so but I do think that he's got to he's got to like he's got to factor in all of this stuff too. And I don't know if he is like, so there was a quite a few, I mean, there was at least three or four plays that we were calling out, right? We were like, Oh, well that's this. And it was that. And if we know it, like was as great as we might think we are at all this stuff, coaches, they know more than us. This is what they do all day, every day for decades, right? They see it. And players are the same way. They're like, dude, here they come. We know what this is. And then they stop it for a loss. So, like, use, yeah, you, using that stuff to fool them, you know, like, okay, we're in this alignment and maybe he's setting things up. Like, we don't know the full game plan, right? They, they do that. So they'll run and kind of sacrifice a few plays so they think you're doing something to open something up later. But we never get the chance to do all that. So I think Hackett's got to know that. I like again. I don't think he's faultless, but I think there's there are more than enough examples, in my opinion, where if he just hit the guy that was right there. I mean, like we we were talking last night. It was like third and eight, and it felt like the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Like eight yards. Oh my god, it seems insurmountable, and that shouldn't be that way, you know. So I think there's a lot to be said for how bad. Zach manages the offense, but I think Hackett can't be left off, off the hook entirely. Small Health Petroleum uh, Jet Petroleum says the difference between our organization and others is that they will sit down players regardless of how much they are making. We refuse to do that. I I don't know, man. Salah was on the he was with the Seahawks when they benched Flynn for Russell Wilson. So like, there's. There's proof that they have done it or that he's been on a on a team that's done it in the past. And then, like, I don't know. They they did sit down Lawson. They did sit down Cobb. Like, I, I like what they're kind of doing. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. agree with this one at all. Uh, I yeah. think they have. Lawson's a great example. Dalvin's a good example. Um, even, like, Uzama's reps started to go a little bit mm -hmm. I, I think there's been plenty of examples of guys who make some money getting getting benched it's just not gotta, zach yeah, yeah it's just, just got to be frustrating and he's not even like making like i mean he's making good money i think he's making like 10 million dollars this year but like you feel like it's not really the money it's the pick it's like hey i spent the number two pick do you think like matt can you make a poll for the the chat and just say do you like who do you think is pulling the strings is it woody or is it jd like i don't really see I feel like JD has the most to gain maybe by like not giving up on the second overall pick. But at the same time, like JD brought in Trevor Simeon and signed him. Like he clearly acknowledged there was like some level of, of quarterback issue. And I don't know. 
Uh, you would think Salah would have last. Day. I feel like it's got to be Woody. I don't. I don't know. Main Jets fan comes in. Love the tailgate. Happy. We got a milk thumbs chant. You guys are all awesome people. Made seven hours worth that. it. Bench Zach Wilson now. Dude, Greenbean, when we were walking into the uh, the 730 experience, we're walking across the parking lot. Like, milk thumbs. Milk thumbs. <laughs> num, 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 num. Like we? people were doing the sounds. Uh-huh. I oh, did not dude, hear that. Yeah, you were right with us. We were. I was like right behind you. It was really funny. I don't know who started it. It was. I did not start that. Oh, that's beautiful. I don't remember that. Oh, it's fantastic. I don't know how to maybe I, if I was there, I must have heard it. Main Jets fan came <laughs> down. It was, so it was, I think it was I don't know if this is dad or, or son, but I think it was um had the three of them come down. It was awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Main main that's Jets. Like, that's is gotta awesome. be what a six hour drive, probably from Maine. Eight. Eight. Ooh. Yeah, we, I used to do it. I used to, well, depending Florida. on where he is in Maine. I was driving to Maine to Bar Harbor, so I forget where Maine Jets is. Mm. But uh Eight to Bar Harbor from right there. It was awesome. We were glad to meet you. Really nice family. Hell yeah. That was great. Michael comes in with Super Chat, says, Longtime Jet fan, shake my head after this loss. The season could slip away. Damn. This feels like it's about to come undone. Like th- I cannot stress how important <laughs> this Raiders game is this week because if this, if we lose this game, now you're getting that same sort of situation where – what was it 2013 or 14 or whatever it was actually might've been 16 at this point where they're flying back from Kansas city. It was a four interception game from Fitzpatrick and like Sheldon Richardson's losing his mind and everyone's getting salty. And like, I, I dread the plane ride back. If this team starts to fall apart, I, uh, I'm nervous. Edward Ziff says, why is Salah in denial about Zach? Alan Lazard is a liability has more drops than catches. Both need to ride the bench. Shake my head. Things got to change. Yeah, Lazard and Zach, the two of them, really have not been worth their salt. Uh, King Lowski comes in, says, the only common denominator in our three years of this mediocre offense is this damn child. We have a quarterback. Get this damn child out of jet life. Sick of it. I mean, it it sucks because Zach's a very likable character from, like, you know, the things he says for the most part. Like, I, I understand that the press conference last year was a little squirrely, but by and large, it seems like he tries. It seems like he cares. It's just he's not good at football. He's just he's just not. <laughs> it doesn't have it between the ears, and it's it's frustrating. I just wish they would would get it figured out. Uh, Sorless comes if Zach could be the backup quarterback. That's that's I don't even want him as a backup quarterback. That's, oh, that's frustrating. No, I don't want him Sorless. anymore. Yeah, you can't even rely on him. <sighs> Sorless comes in says. It's frustrating to see young quarterbacks like Stroud and Howell ball out in their first full year while we have a quarterback that has been struggling for years. That's just it, dude. Seeing C.J. Stroud, and look, number two overall pick, so there's some level of you know comparison back and forth there, but like you can see young guys come in. You could see Anthony Richardson come in. You could see uh, Bryce Young, who still hasn't looked like great looks significantly better than zach wilson like literally everyone looks better than zach wilson right now my only thing i can hang my hat on is like well every other quarterback from that draft class looks like dog shit like even trevor lawrence like trevor lawrence and mac jones have oddly similar stats i someone sent this to me the other day and i was like blown away but like outside of trevor lawrence the rest of that draft class the the right move would have just been to trade down and keep like get as many picks as possible i don't know matt how are you feeling about the uh other young quarterbacks doing well and our quarterback not. It's frustrating. Veterans off the street. Aiden O'Connell, a late round draft pick, uh, you know, from this year. Uh, 
Dobbs, who was on his team for five minutes. He's, you know, O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell is going over, you know, plays with him on the sideline. He's doing the cadence with the center during the game. Like, it's so easy for other teams to, not so easy, but significantly easier in comparison for other teams to move the ball. And the Jets are pulling teeth to go 20 yards and punt. Brutal. Uh, Enrique comes in. He super chatted earlier. He said, not making excuses for Zach Wilson. Put two and two together. Put any backup quarterback and make, uh, put in any quarterback, backup quarterback and makes this team much more, uh, uh, much makes this team better. More concern. Aaron Rodgers returns and the team is still making excuses. Much love green bean for sticking it for me. So green bean understood what Enrique was trying to say before, but Mm -hmm. yes, I, I, (laughs) I do not believe uh, Aaron Rodgers, and he said it today on on McAfee, I believe, where he's he's not coming back if if there's not something to play for. Like he's only coming back if there's something to play for. And for them to not, you know, at least try something different at quarterback feels like the team, or at least like the higher ups, don't believe that it's worth attempting to try and win more games to get Rodgers back. I, I'm just reading tea leaves here. I don't know if that's you know factual at all, but. It just doesn't feel like they care enough to try and do something to win games when Zach is so clearly the issue. Greenbean, any additional thoughts with Enrique's comment here? Well, no, yeah. I, I think um I think it's it's like one of the things that a lot of us are talking about. It's a, it's this concern of Aaron Rodgers coming back um and and you know exacerbating the injury, right? If he re-injures it, the, is it is it worse? Don't forget he's 40, man. So he's not a 23-year-old, right? So I think it makes a lot of sense that if he doesn't, if there's nothing to play for you, why would I come back just to get beat up? You know what I mean? Just to to do what? I'll just heal fully the right way and work it back and do my thing and and then decide not to come back to the Jets because they're falling apart before my eyes. Um, he could do that too. He's going to be like, I send think, me to Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> yeah, send me to Minnesota. Ugh. <laughs> uh. History is a circle. Hennessy comes in and says, can you guys imagine why didn't you come to work today? I don't know. Or why didn't you come home last night? I don't know. I plead the fifth. If I said that to Becca, I was like, why did you come home last night? Uh, Plead the fifth. My ass is out the door. You're done. Yeah. Not working. You're cooked. Hennessy's right. Uh, NY Jets 24 says, Matt Ryan Greenbean, I'm a huge fan. I was unable to attend the game. Do you plan to organize a Jets game next season when Rodgers is our quarterback? I look forward to meeting all of you and talking Jets. Yes, absolutely. So we were actually talking a little bit about it uh, last night at the at the tailgate. We're like, you know what? This is awesome. I think what we'd like to try and do, and because of stuff that Greenbean and I each had going on, we weren't able to do the home opener this year, but I think we're going to try and do the home opener next season so that way we get everyone out. The hype for the season's still there. So plan your your calendar somewhere around that. We don't know who the, the schedule is obviously going to be. If, it should be a division rival based on uh, historical, uh, you know, Bills <laughs> home openers and, and Patriot home openers and things like that. Uh, but yes, we're totally going to do another one. Uh, Jason came in with a super chat and then followed up with a comment with a super chat. Jason was at the tailgate yesterday. He says, sup boys, just checking in. I normally watch this the day after, but I wanted to thank you guys so much for a great time. Despite the loss, I, I, the one with, oh, he was the one with the baby. So Jason was right in front of me at the tail end of this game. He literally had his baby like zipped up <laughs> like a big puffy <laughs> jet jacket. So he like, like amazing. This kid was definitely warm, like super cocooned in there, like a, 
uh, I don't know, like a kangaroo in a pouch. And like oh, yeah. the whole family came out, really cool, really nice like family. And I, the, the plan was to, to see the first Jets win, <laughs> I think, Green Bean, right? You had, you had a little bit of a conversation with him as well, I think. Oh, yeah, I hung out with him. I was with uh, him and his, his group. I think it was... It was his wife, but I think it was. What is it? Your his brother? Son, or was it your brother? Yeah, I for, forgive me, but um, he had the, he had the baby in the babushka, you know. And then later on, the baby was just in. He zipped up the jacket. It was inside the jacket. He was in there. It was beautiful. Uh, but we we were on the food line together, so we had a nice long time to uh, uh, to chit chat. But yeah, it was a great it was a great time, man. And look, you know, we all sat together. We had a bunch of rows, but so we but we were together. You know, we could turn around and yell. And I, it was it was a fantastic uh, time. I will say that with the previous one too, uh, mm. you know, I think we I think we're leaning towards opening day, right? Didn't, didn't yeah. you say that? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so, I think opening day is the way to go. That you just kind of yeah, have and, you, you know you're getting warmer weather at that point. I mean, the weather was perfect last night. Like a nice it was, brisk. It was beautiful. That was, was tailgating perfect. weather. That mm-hmm. was tailgate. That was football because it was it was cold, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't cold. It wasn't raining. It was there was no like, yeah. But the thing is, but so when we do opening day, we'll do this. We'll do the Coney Island Cyclone again too, everybody. So what mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do ne- this time around is partner up with Coney Island too. Like we're mm-hmm. we've been doing this long enough. We got a little bit more experience, kind of putting these things together and everything. So. I'm going to really try to work hard toward partnering with them and getting like, you know, getting something going officially over there with Coney Island. So uh, we'll get, we'll get that going too, to add to the weekend. So it'll be a good time for when you guys fly in, it won't just be the game. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the other year, like we hung out all weekend. It was great. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think we'll add to it. It'll be fun. But yeah, Jason was awesome, man. It was, uh, it was good to hang with you on the food line, buddy. Oh, can What's I tell going? a funny story? Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, so it was a funny story. So Jason, well, Jason and I were talking, and when we were on the food line, uh, people were coming by, and they would recognize me, go, hey, Green Bean, what's up, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so we, I guess like five or six people did that, and we were online for maybe 15 minutes for the food. And uh, the guy behind us, he was talking to his wife, and he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Like in front of who are, who that? And Jason said, you don't know who he is? You don't know who they And he goes, no, man, who the fuck? He goes, clearly everybody knows who the fuck you are. Like, I don't know what's going on around here. Like, who's this guy? Everybody's like, everybody likes you, it seems. But he never heard of me. So Jason was like, oh, he's Green Bean, man. You got to fucking go to his YouTube channel. But the guy was completely perplexed. Like, what the hell's going on? Who are you? I have no idea who you are. So it was a neat experience for me because that's super cool, man. I'm still blown away that that you guys, you know, recognize and want to hang out. It's, it's, we, it's a surreal thing. So it's super cool. But anyway, that was really funny. I got to spend that moment with Jason. It was super cool. It is really nice when people come up to us. Like, of course, we know people from the tailgate watch the show and the hangout and everything. But like kind of wandering our way through like the stadium. When I was walking out to my car at the end, I had some people that were just waiting for the traffic to end out. And I just had had my pilot hat on. It's like kind of like further away. Hey, Ryan, I watch your podcast. I was like, (laughs) my dude. (laughs) Very cool. Always fun. Yeah, It's cool, man. It is. And then Matt's Fun. enormous. Like literally every person that came up yeah. to us at the tailgate was like, Matt is eight feet tall. I know. I, the second I pulled into the lot, I get out and it's like, oh, Matt O'Leary. Oh, my God. <laughs> so From across the lot. Well, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but when we're walking in as a group, we use you 
as like where to find. Like, <laughs> you, you know the people at the, the the theme park with all the kids that have the flag that goes all the way up. Yeah. And you got to follow the flag. You're that for us. I was saying yeah, when like, we were walking over for the five fifteen group, I felt like uh, a teacher on a field trip, like making sure we had all. <laughs> you know Matt is genuinely enormous. He is a very. How tall are you actually? Uh, I I say six four. I think I'm six. Lies, four. lies. I don't hundred percent lie. Six ten and nothing. No, below. Like literally every picture we take, I look like a child next to you. I'm up to your nipples, and like thank God Asman was in that picture with us because me and him are not very tall. <laughs> and it's like at least yeah. like, I shouldn't even say not very tall. Like like me, Green Bean, and Asman were kind of standing next to each other. We're definitely shorter, but we're like average height people. And Matt is like fucking King Kong. Why? Yeah, six four is legit, dude. You know, Big six guy. four is not. Yeah. Nuts. If they need a possession receiver, I know Lazard's not holding it down. I, I get to stick him on. I'll be all right. Jacob comes in. Jacob says, people that still believe in Zach need a wake-up call. He's the problem. Look at what Joshua Dobbs did. Minnesota didn't know half the names of his receivers and still got the dub. Unbelievable. Some guys just have it. Some guys just have it. Tebow won games. Not a good quarterback. Figured it out. Like, I don't know. Zach Wilson, I guess, wins some games. Man, it just it hurts. It, it's very tough to watch a game with Zach Wilson under center. It's not enjoyable. Not enjoyable. Stressful. Yes. Stressful is a very good word. Good term. Yeah. Crossfire. What's up, dude? We missed you. He said, JD needs to do something about this offensive line. Either this year or next, I do not want Rodgers playing behind this offensive line at all. He's going to say, fuck it, and retire. So I do think that the offensive line will wind up getting better next year. Tittman will have a second year. I do think we hold on to Lake and Tomlinson for another year. I don't think he's, you know, at worst, he's somewhere between last year and this year. Hopefully it's closer to this year. I'm not sure what to make of Becton. Becton's getting a lot of penalties. He's still getting, like, giving up sacks. I don't particularly want to give him the franchise tag. And, like, I mean, I keep falling back on, like, the transition tag for Becton. But then I look at, you know, AVT. I'm expecting him back. Like, I don't know how deep can you stack an offensive line, Matt, and and like not just sort of throw your hands up. Like when you get this many injuries, you're just kind of like shit. Guys, just got to step up. Yeah, um, it, it, it's tough, and I do think that a better quarterback will make the uh, offensive line play look better than what it did last night. Like people are going to look and say, "Oh my god, eight sacks! It's terrible." Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I saw someone, forgive me, I, I don't know who it was in the stream. The comments go by quick. I don't believe it was a super chat, so it went, it went by quickly. But someone was talking about how uh, the Miami Dolphins, it looked like they were going to have a bad offensive line. They were mm -hmm. banged up. And nobody in the NFL gets the ball out faster than Tua this year. And nobody is talking about their offensive line now. 2.2 seconds is Tua's yeah, that's snap to throw. That's how and you mitigate, mitigate the offensive line issues by not letting the pass rushers get to your quarterback. And obviously Mike McDaniel's in a different stratosphere than Nathaniel Hackett, but even like if you get to two five, even you'll be in good shape. It can't be two nine, three, three, like all these crazy high numbers. Yeah, and I guess the it's it's kind of like a is it Nathaniel Hackett calling bad plays? Is it the wide receivers not getting open? Is it Zach not pulling the trigger? Like there's so many different variables, but the quarterback is the one that we haven't tried like figuring it out. We haven't tried flipping someone in and out. Like that might be what it is. I always say it. You have a bunch of bad roommates, one after another after another. And you say, man, I always have bad roommates. Maybe it's time for some inward reflection, and maybe you are the bad roommate. 
Zach, I'm looking at you. Sky C comes in with Super Chat, says, it seems like the defense is playing to win and the offense is playing not to lose. Big difference in philosophies. Do you think Salah holds the team together? I think it's going to be really tough. I do think they hold together because I think the rest of the team realizes Aaron Rodgers is coming back next year and there's like, it's just shot. It's just shot this year and that's, that is what it is. But one thing that I, I do want to point out, and we haven't talked about it yet on this stream, I talked about it earlier today, Michael Clemens, when the, when Herbert was sacked and the ball came out, I actually like what Michael Clemens tried to do. Michael Clemens tried to scoop and score because I believe he felt that if he dove on that ball and we got the ball back, the offense at best was getting a field goal. He tried to do whatever he could to score points because the defense feels like that's what they have to do to win games. I do not blame Michael Clemens for not jumping on that ball. I like the scoop and score. Green Bean, where do you stand on that Clemens play? I felt the same way. I mean, it's frustrating, right? Because you just want the ball. You just want to, you know, but yeah, I think you're dead. I think you're dead on accurate, man. I think uh, Michael Clemens, I think the whole defense feels that way. We need to score. We need to do something. And um, that sucks to have that kind of pressure on them. Um, but I will point something else out that's interesting. I don't know if you guys have looked at this yet, but before the bye last year, the Jets had a a turn or at least one turnover in every game. It was like you know, it was it was a crazy thing for us. Mm-hmm. After the bye, the turnover the turnover machine like just dried up completely. We're two weeks without one, I believe. After the bye, that's mm-hmm. concerning to me. It's just something I'm noticing. Now mm. the defense. I'm. I'm not beating up the defense. I'm not at all. Mm. I mean, they're. They're again. We praised them earlier in the stream, but it's an interesting thing happening. Like is you know like cause, like these games that we were able to win, like mm. you know the Eagles game, four turnovers. The uh, the Broncos game, three turnovers. Like the defense was able to do. They're not going to be able to do that every game. It's just not real. I mean, hopefully they don't stop completely like they did last year. But that shit, you know, expecting three and four turnovers to be able to win a game by three points, um, you know, that's not that's not sustainable. And I'm concerned because, you know, that's what we needed. Like, we overlook just how many opportunities the offense was given by our defense. Now they're just holding teams. You know, they're doing their job. They're, you know, they're doing a good job. But if they can't get you know, points. I mean, look, Bryce Hall was scoring. Tony mm. Adams almost scored. You know what I mean? But got us in position to score. Like, so if all that isn't happening, where are we really? You know what mm. I mean? So if that well dries up, man, I'm concerned for our ability to win in spite of Zach Wilson as well. Yeah, I think I heard Salah say something along the lines of we had five turnover-worthy plays yesterday and we just didn't have the ball bounce our way. Um Turnovers are frustrating, especially when your team is down. It's a lot harder to get a fumble away from a player than it is an interception that's being caused by your pass rush because they are in a bad situation. And because we can't score points on offense, we're not getting the turnovers on the other side of the the game uh, as well. And, you know, I hadn't noticed, I guess, that we hadn't gotten turnovers because the Giant game was so bad from a weather perspective that, like, it it just didn't register to me, (laughs) I guess. Yesterday was just frustrating. Matt, what were your thoughts on the turnovers? Yeah, um, frustrating that they weren't able to fall on any of those fumble. Like with the Clemens thing, I really wish he just fell on the ball. Um, mm. and he had a really bad penalty on special teams against the Giants, and um, really hasn't had much of an impact as a as a rusher this year. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know what his 
role is going forward. But in that scenario, like I understand what you're saying and the, the defense feels this pressure to do like score points themselves because the offense isn't going to. But I think you got to know, like, just just fall. Just don't try to pick it up in, in that spot. Just use your 300 pound frame and, and go down. Hmm. I think that's fair. It's a fair argument. Uh, Jason Edwards, what's up, dude? He says, last night when Zach could have ran for 30 and dumped the ball off, I told my son that we are cooked. No situational awareness at all. Situational awareness is a very, very important trait for a head coach and very important trait for a quarterback to have. And I said it again, the last drive where Zach threw, uh, did not throw the ball. He ran the ball out of bounds two yards behind the line of scrimmage rather than throwing the ball away when he was out of the pocket. He just had a bloop, bloop. Right out, throw it out of the back of the end zone, throw it out of the out of bounds, whatever would save yourself two yards. Frustrating. Situational awareness is is gonna cost us a lot. Uh Dan the Dan the fan says it's not Woody or Douglas. It's clearly Rogers McAfee spot proved it. Matt, what do you think about uh Rogers pulling the strings and why Zach is not being pulled? Do you think it's some sort of fear of what that might do to Rogers' psyche or his thoughts on the team? I know him, Rodgers, and Zach Wilson have a uh, good relationship, right? But I mm. think that I would be shocked if he's comfortable in just being like, yeah, let's keep running uh, Zach out there um, and not try anything else. Like, if it, it felt like this team could use a spark at, at quarterback, um, I don't think he'd be like, no, nah, I want my friend to keep holding it down. I think he would be all for trying to do whatever it takes to win the game and plus he likes tim boyle a lot too so i don't know how much i buy that uh mitt flair comes in and says zach should have only played week one when rogers went down they wanted to sit zach behind a veteran this year that all changed and it shouldn't have yeah you know with hindsight you're kind of saying like man i mean we everyone said they should have signed a quarterback at that particular point in time but you probably weren't going to get the quarterback in for Dallas, but at least you could have had him in probably for the Chiefs game. You probably give it two weeks. Uh, and I think the Jets would have been fine if they had just said, hey, Zach was supposed to have a redshirt year. We love him as a backup quarterback, but he's just he's not ready. This is a bad situation for him right now. He was supposed to sit and learn with Rodgers. That's what his role is going to be this year. We're bringing in someone else. And I think the fan base would have been accepting of that. And now they've just dug themselves so deep of a hole they can't do it. And... We also heard that that comment made by, I think it was Josina Anderson, where the Jets spent $280 million in cash this season, and that's not salary cap. That, that is cash paid out. And the the Jets were just kind of out of cash and out of assets because of the Rodgers trade, because of the Quinnen contract, because of all the free agents that we brought in. And I think they just said, they made a decision like, hey, it's Rodgers or bust, and then it just happened to bust the first series. And we, we got screwed. I, I, I really think that's what it is. I think that's the there's no like nefarious situation. I think it's literally just we got screwed. We bet it all on a 40 year old quarterback without a backup quarterback. And it bit us in the ass. Greenbean, how do you feel about the Jets not bringing in a quarterback after week one? I hate it. I hated it from the second. I hated it all offseason, man. I didn't want Zach to be number two. You guys remember you I, I bitched about it all offseason. You did. If we're going to reset did. him, right? If we're going to reset him, reset him. Now stick him in the back. You know, stick him on the back burner. Let him stay warm. You know what I mean? While we're preparing everything else. Let him stay warm. He's a sauce in the back. Just stay warm. But no, we made him the number two with this idea that Aaron Rodgers makes it through every season. 
And you see it, man. We, we put all of our, like we're, again, it, it just falls back to my belief that we have to remember we're the New York Jets. If you're going to overcome this thing, you're not going to do it by doing the same shit that you can pull up with other teams. You can't play bare minimum. But they should have gotten Minshew, Bridgewater, Brissett, any of these guys that were out there. They were all available in the offseason. You could have brought somebody in, gave Zat an honest, true reset, and then right now we'd be watching Teddy Bridgewater play, who with this defense and with everybody around, I think he would be doing just fine, just fine. And uh, we'd be pretty happy with the results. Now, he's not going to light the world on fire, but he'd be doing more than enough. We already know Teddy Bridgewater can play at an NFL level and every now and then at a high NFL level. So um, I, it really bothers me. But then when Aaron Rodgers went down, it's my belief that he should have did what he did when Brees Hall went down last year. It wasn't 24 hours and we had a running back signed that, that, mm. that we traded for. That was a good move, even though they didn't end up using him the way that we hoped and all that. It was a good, strong move for the team, and he should have did it this time. And it's my belief that we should have uh, – I don't know. I, I would have brought him Wentz. In my opinion, he was the best guy out there, asshole or not, figure it out, Salah. You know, you can you can have an asshole in the locker room. You know what I mean? Uh, so that was my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, trading for a Josh Dobbs or whoever, you know, I think it would have been smart. Like, we're now we're here with Trevor Simeon, and he hasn't made it out of the frigging practice squad. We don't know why. But still, it's a fucking practice squad guy. I can't handle it. it bothers me. Crossfire comes in and says, if all you do, uh, sorry, if you all do the home opener, I'm definitely there, and I'll give away four tickets next year instead of two. Crossfire, incredibly generous, so we're definitely going to do the, the home opener either way. I think that's going to be a lot of fun, barring some sort of unforeseen circumstance. Um, but yeah, dude, Crossfire giving away four tickets champ and i want to point out this he gave away 10 talking jets only fan memberships let's hit him with a little bit of the he's far too generous far too generous looking forward to meeting you we've got uh who else is in here city bird city bird comes in tell us your experience last night before the game during and after feel like I need some group therapy shared experiences. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So we, we had a lot of fun, got to the parking lot around three 30 or so. Uh, we all linked up through, through everything together. Oh, let me talk for a second about how great everyone was when we needed to pack up for the, the seven o'clock, seven yes. 15, like instantly everyone turned around. Hey, do you guys need help? You know, pulling, pulling tables down, breaking them down, yeah. throwing out trash. Everyone was like super whirlwind. Like, this is the good type of community that I think that we've built. That's like really, really fun. We've got a bunch of good community members and like our spot was just spotless, clean, clean, clean. Um, on the field was awesome. Really cool. Seeing the fireworks go off, seeing the players come out, seeing, you know, the, the group of us in this, in the fan, like in the stands together. Like it's fun when you go with like four people and your buddies are right next to each other and you're, you're having fun and you're high-fiving like random people. But when you like tailgate with this whole group of people, for the three or four hours before the game, and then you get into the game and you have all this energy and you're all together, all in the same section. Like, there's something special about it. It was really cool, and yeah. I really look forward to the next one we do. Green it's amazing. Well, and let me say this: we didn't part. talk about this yet, but it's a good thing. I dropped a video in the in the chat earlier, uh, Ryan, but it shows oh, the whole yes. group of us, dude. We saw. It just sucks that like a player or two later they ended up fumbling it. Uh, it was the but next we got play. our. <laughs> 
was the next yeah, play. Yeah, the next play. So we got our first roughing the passer penalty in 28 games last night. And let me tell you, dude, the reaction was it was hilarious to me. Like, and it was the whole stadium too. It wasn't just us, but we in the video I kind of capture our true elation. It was so funny, man. Um, I'm gonna see if but, I can uh, play but, it. Let, but the let whole stadium, can... and you hear it. It was like, yay! Oh my god! Like we couldn't believe it was more than just the penalty. It was the joy yeah. of finally getting one. And it seemed like, hey, maybe this will break our way. Maybe this game's gonna break our way. Didn't happen that way, but it looked like that for a split second. All right, let's see if I can let's see if I can make this a little bit bigger. Boom. Too big. You gotta have Too the big. sound on. That's going good. nuts. I did I, I did I didn't didn't have a go yet. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. All right. Um, All our group. <laughs> We're going nuts. We finally get the pass interference. Look how happy everybody is. That might have been the loudest the crowd weird. got all night. <laughs> our first roughing the passer in two years. It was so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> Look at the fucking smile. Look at that. Look, this yeah. is, that, that is the so shading happy. grin that literally every one of us felt at that point in time. Yeah, <sighs> it was hilarious. It True was excitement. So great. True happiness. Matt, what was your favorite part about last night? From the actual game? or No, no, no. no. The experience in general. Oh, uh, definitely hanging out with everyone at the tailgate and just meeting everyone and just talking ball outside in the lot. That's always the best part. And then we go in and get disappointed. But uh, the pregame festivities is always my favorite. Oh, it's always fun. I mean, literally every time that we've done a, a like meetup at a game, have a blast at the tailgates, and then literally just immediately as you go in. The first time it was the, the interception with, was it Marcus May at the time that was still here and he had an interception that got stripped out of his hands? Or did we throw an interception? It was like right as no, Zach. No, the refs, the refs took it or, away. They inadvertently they blew the whistle. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. We didn't need that. Oh, sorry, we blew the whistle. Yeah, crazy. Just sucks the energy right out of the stadium. John Moore comes in. Yeah, says, but, Never seen a quarterback. The time take we sat down. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry, I was just gonna say the long. Yeah, Greenbean was gonna say by the time we sat down, the, the game was already over. Seven points were on the board by the time yeah. we got to our seats. Yeah, we never we we never surpassed that. We never got. We didn't even get to see the game tied <laughs> at no, zero never. zero. The first three and out was electric. You missed that. That was awesome. I know. We heard the sound. Oh, like, wow. How did the Jets have the ball already? And then we're like, oh, our defense balls out. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. John Moore says, "I've never seen a quarterback take such long sacks in my life. It's unreal." Like just keeps running like this. The type of sacks that Zach takes are the type of sacks that I took playing as Michael Vick in Madden 2004. That's what I used to do when I was in middle school. I'd be running around just trying to make something happen. And he'd be like, all right, you're in second and 45. I just got to rip it down the field. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Gunny, what's up, dude? He says the boys, man, I'm sorry. Y'all hit jet life rolling deep. Uh, and had to witness that abomination live. Had to be infuriating and frustrating. Have y'all goals for the season changed? So goals for the season 
have had to pivot. As soon as Rodgers went down, I had to adjust my my thought process. Initially, it was, I just want to make sure Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are not demanding trades and they're still like happy. We keep the locker room together. That's That was my bare minimum at that point, like after the Patriot game. Then once we saw the Kansas City game and it was like, okay, you know, we might have a shot at the playoffs here. And I still want to get to the playoffs. I don't want to be looking at drafts. I don't want to be looking at any of that. I want to be contending the whole time. I just hope the locker room stays together and this team can still be like a unit and we get some positive things heading into the offseason. But I still want the playoffs. Just because Zach Wilson is under center doesn't mean it's an excuse to miss the playoffs again. I think this team is good enough to do it. I I still want playoffs, but my my expectations have changed. Initially, I think with Rodgers, it was I want to win a playoff game, at least for year one of Rodgers. But, you know, you have to adjust your expectations at this point. Matt, what are your uh, expectations and how maybe have they changed since the season started? Um. My expectations really haven't changed over the last few weeks. Obviously, like it was Super Bowl aspirations when Aaron Rodgers was here, and that goes out the window after he goes down. But I still think that this team is talented enough to be a playoff team. Um, there's too much talent on this roster, specifically the defensive side of the ball. We saw it last night, just how special they can be. They're going to be competitive, and they're going to be in games just because of how good that unit is. We, they won three games in a row in spite of their offense. I know last night was terrible. Uh, they are going to win more games this year just based off their defense and special teams. So I think they are going to be in the mix uh, at the end of this season, and we'll see. I, I think they should still be a playoff team. That is my hope for them. Blitz Crew drops in, donates 10 memberships to the OnlyFans. Blitz Crew, thank you so much. Between Crossfire and Blitz Crew, you guys have donated 20 memberships tonight. Very cool. All you guys that wound up picking up memberships, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat. You got some really cool emojis, courtesy of Crossfire and Blitz Crew. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. Uh, I want to pull up quick, Gunny's comment. Thank, I want to thank Gunny real quick, too. I, I didn't get a chance to talk. That's what weird. I was going to say. I wanted to say thank you to Gunny. Gunny manned the ship last night for the lives to the, the live game reaction. Uh, him and Jigaman, Porto, and also Tigo chimed in and got in there for a bit. So thank you, Gunny. I hope you guys had a good time with him while he was there. And I appreciate it, man. That's good. It's nice to keep it going for everybody. I felt bad. I felt like there was going to be a vacuum. You know, a lot of people come and hang. So I wanted it to keep going. And Gunny did that for us. So thank you, buddy. Blitz Crew comes in, says, Becton, a starting offensive tackle in the NFL, needs... To, uh, we need to retain him. Maybe not franchise level. O'Connell looked solid against the Giants, but our defensive line cornerbacks is a step up from the Giants. Should be able to take this one. The Jets are going to hang around because of their defense, like Matt was saying just before. I just, man, their, their pass rushers are good. And like, I don't know. I just, I want to see something from the offensive side of this football team. And I just don't have confidence in any game. Like literally, this defense will keep us in every game, and I feel like we could win any game, but we could just as easily lose and be embarrassed in every game that we have left on our schedule, and that's that's what's really frustrating. Greenbean, any uh, any thoughts on what the Jets might have to do against the Raiders this upcoming week? Well, you know what's scary is that we're getting we're not getting a, a beaten down Raiders. We're getting a resurging, like a, a revitalized, mm-hmm. let me say, Raiders team. They believe again. They have a hard nosed coach who's who's gotten a little fire under their ass. Now, they beat the Giants, and the Giants are positively reeling. 
Um, and I think Blitz Crew's point about, you know, O'Connell, you know, our defense is going to be able to handle O'Connell, but it's really going to come down again whether or not we can score any friggin' points, man. It doesn't matter. We just played one of the worst defenses in the league, everybody, and we put up six points. So the Giants, you know, granted they have a decent defense, but we we, we did nothing the entire game to the last 24 seconds. So, you know, it's, it's unnerving because this team now believes and we're going into their house. This is their home game. You know, after their victory, after, you know, like a, a, just a very tough first stretch, firing Josh McDaniels, benching Garoppolo, the whole thing. So it's alarming to me. I'm, I'm concerned, but I think we can win this one. And we should win this one. This is one that we should win. But it makes me nervous with their, you know, their newfound energy. As far as Becton... Um, I think we should retain Beckton, but I agree, man. He he looked really good, but he's had a little bit of a rough stretch, and he's not looking dominant. So um, I don't know. Maybe he bounces back and he he's able to command a lot of money, but I don't I don't see him, you know, being able to be paid as one of the top guys or franchising. I think we're going to use the franchise on uh, Bryce Huff if we can't re-sign him. That's where the franchise tag will go, in my opinion. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. I think Huff is more deserving of that at a premier level uh, of play. Like even the transition tag for Becton, which is the top 10 at at the offensive line position is what the salary would be. But then you get someone to write the contract for him. Like I'd feel all right about that, but I don't really want to pay Becton $21 million based on his level of play right now. Like it's it's definitely, I'd rather roll the dice as I know I've said it a few times and people get on my case every time I say it, but like Bakhtiari gives me the same injury concerns that Becton does, but he gives me top five level tackle play. I'd rather that and draft an offensive lineman for the price that Bakhtiari is going to end up commanding than pay Becton that and then have him wind up getting hurt or something. I do want to retain him, though. I want to make that very clear. I do want to retain Becton. I think he can be a part of this in the future. I just don't want to have to pay him the crazy money that he may command based on the level of play we're currently getting from him right now. AbLab with a big dick super chat 50 spot. Thank you so much, AbLab. He says, gang, sounds like you guys had a great time despite the ugly. Question for everyone. If we can get a worthwhile quarterback next year, does JD do it regardless of Aaron Rodgers' uh, Zach belief? Love you guys. Thank you so much, AbLab. Really, really means a lot that you popped in here. Love having you in here. Um, But yes, I do think that Joe Douglas should seriously consider a quarterback. Now, what does that look like? Is it I'm seriously considering a quarterback in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, or I'm seriously considering a quarterback in round one? I would like to believe that that Rodgers, not Rodgers, but that uh, Joe Douglas could at least identify like, okay, I can get offensive linemen outside of the first round. I don't need to be spending high picks on offensive linemen all the time. I do want to see them bring in an offensive lineman in free agency. I want to see them get Mike Evans or T Higgins or, or Devontae Adams in free agency or via trade in the offseason. So heading into the draft, if they pull the trigger on a quarterback in the first round, that will show Joe Douglas has some stones to cut bait with Zach Wilson, even though it's a little bit longer than I think some of us wanted to do. Matt, what do you think? You think the Jets might pull the trigger on a quarterback this offseason? Um, if there's one that they really like, I think, yes, I would be surprised if they do that in the first round. I don't necessarily advocate for them to take a quarterback in the first round, but, um, yeah, if there's one you like on day two, they're, they're going to have a third round pick. They're going to have, you know, picks on day three. 
it's a supposedly a deep quarterback class. I'm not opposed to taking one at some point. Let's say we get the option, like, say the Jets are sitting somewhere around pick 15 again this year. If the Jets traded down, had like a later pick in the first round and a, and pick up a second round pick, would you be more apt to take a quarterback earlier in that kind of capacity? Or are you more along the lines of like, hey, we should be doing what we didn't do in the last draft and try to get players to win now while Rodgers is here now and not necessarily like kind of keep our eye towards the future when you're trying to win right this second? I would try to use the premium top assets to go for it now. Uh, I don't think you should be one foot in, one foot out. I think it's either all the way in or all the way out. I don't like the half measures with things. So um, mm -hmm. I would lean more towards going um, – all in that way. Greenbean, what about you? How do you feel about the Jets possibly going after a quarterback despite Rodgers' uh, belief in Zach Wilson? I believe that Aaron Rodgers is seeing what Steve Young saw last year, which is, holy shit, he's worse than I thought he was. That's what I think. Remember that? Steve Young, all season was defending Zach Wilson. You can't bench him. You got to let him take his lumps, blah, 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 blah. Then the Jaguars game was our only national game. So Steve Young watched it. After the game, he said, you need to sit Zach Wilson down. He needs a breather. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> uh, so I think, um, I don't know. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would defend him, like, you know, with his life, so to speak. I do agree that he loves him, but I think uh, – if they if they have the opportunity to upgrade at the position, I don't think he would stand in his way. But then again, maybe maybe he would. I'm not going to pretend that I know the guy, but I would like to believe that he would just let the Jets do what they got to do. Uh, as long as we get him some offensive lineman and maybe another competent receiver, like the draft should be, the first three, three picks should be O line and, re and receiver. That's my thought. Three and four picks. Uh, that's the way we should go. But if we are if we're able to do that, I think we'll be able to pacify. Uh, and satiate, let's say, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Crossfire comes in, dropping another 10 memberships. Holy shit, man. Holy shit. Crossfire, you are far too generous. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and making everything go. All you guys in the chat hanging out with us, making it go. The whole reason this show exists is because of you guys. Uh, yeah. We've got Phil. Phil joining in says, I agree with Troy Aikman after the game. Said Jets are a bad team with a great defense. We need to draft high on offensive line and wide receiver. Fix this team for Rodgers' piece. So I do think the Jets can get Mike Evans. I think there's a high likelihood that the Jets are actually going to go after Mike Evans in the offseason. T. Higgins would be my other guy that I would, I would like to target. I don't particularly want to go after Devontae Adams because I do think it's going to cost a good amount in a trade. If you can get him for less than a first-round pick, like if it's like, let's say, a third and a fifth or something like that, sure. I'm all about getting Devontae Adams for that level uh, of price. But I think when you have the ability to add free agent weapons instead of having to give up a draft pick to then also have a high contract player, I think that's the route I'd want to go. So Mike Evans would be my preference uh, as far as that goes. And I think you can fix this team pretty easily. I think we needed some of our draft picks that we gave away for Rodgers this year, and we, it left us the, like the cupboard was a little bare this season and i think we needed to kind of restock some of that and we were playing on a very thin margin of error like green bean said earlier and uh unfortunately it just it didn't work out 
Uh, Crossfire comes in and says, this community is a family. We are a family within Jets fan base. This is the best community of any fan base. It really is. I mean, like, genuinely. And I loved what, uh, for those of you guys that were at the tailgate, you heard tailgate Joe's speech. And I think we played it on here maybe one point uh, before. But he talks about how, hey, even the opposing fans, when they come in here, they're here to watch a game. We can we can be mad at the players on the field all we want, but like, let's not be the shithead fans. Let's not be the, you know, the Patriot and was it Dolphins fans that were fighting and the one guy died. Like, we are a very strong unit. And it's just it, it's cool to see the community that's built up through the chat and built up, you know, now in person as we as we get to know each and every one of you guys uh, that come out and hang out. So so thank you for all that. Matt, anything you want to add or Green Bean, anything you want to add to that? You're muted. Oh, I think he's muted. I said, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree 1000% with Crossfire. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome that we get to do this and talk to all you lovely people about our favorite football team. It's, it's special. It really is. Uh, Greenbean, you want to respond? Well, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I think it's actually, it's like special. Like, like you said, man, like even the fact that like when it was time to go, people started to ask him what they could do, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, let me just add the tailgate Joe team. It's not just tailgate Joe. He's got this mm -hmm. whole team and they're part of the community too, man. Like they, mm -hmm. but like they're uh, dude, they were like dumping cases of beer into like our cooler which by the way i'm pissed off at somebody that was clearly that was clearly a beer cooler there was a 50 <laughs> fucking beers in there i took one coke zero everybody knows i don't drink i stuck it deep in the bottom like into the painful section of the ice and i buried it for later i go in there somebody got it somebody took the one fucking coke zero i had to go wait on one for this fucking bullshit but anyway they were they were so if that's one of you guys screw you man uh i was pissed i was i was because i got my food i'm like i knew i had a coke zero i had like big two-handed plate thing i walked back and i'm digging through the ice nothing but yinglings in that shit but no, they were dude. just so great you kept checking on us need anything I, I was you dying saw. when you looked for the Coke Zero. You and I were standing at the cooler. <laughs> what happened? Like, Someone <laughs> stole my fucking Coke Zero. <laughs> like legitimately oh, blew a stack. <laughs> but the team was awesome. The team was great. They were literally they were loading up the cooler with beer nonstop. Like anytime they had like a little case, like a case of water came out. It, they did a really good job. Tailgate Joe did. Hundred percent. You know, yeah. enjoyed the the yeah. full experience with them. They had the cornhole out, beer pong tables. Really a good time. Yeah, uh, MC, Lean. MC Lean says, come on, guys. Zach needs 10 more years, 70-degree weather, no wind, dew point of 0.5, Megatron, OBJ 2013, Jerry Rice, the 2015 Dallas Cowboys offensive line, and to play against peewee teams, and he'll be decent. That's what it feels like. <laughs> we are making excuses each and every week for this kid, and I just don't want to see him on the field anymore. So I'm with you, MC Lean. We're all here. Uh, Aikman said it best. We are a bad team with very good defense. Defense, not a playoff team. Uh, definitely not a playoff team, which obviously sucks. Yeah, I mean, if you you can't score points, you're not going to win many games uh, in the playoffs. You're not even going to get there. How about them Jets comes in, says, can you do a win-loss for the remaining games with Zach? I only see us winning four games tops. Go Jets. Man, I mean, it's it's tough, right? Like, uh, two weeks ago, you probably say the Raiders game is a win. Now I'd I don't feel confident at all about this. 
Um, the Bills game and the Dolphins game all of a sudden look much harder than they already were looking. I would say even Houston at that point in time was like, okay, we can beat Houston. Freaking Stroud's throwing 470 yards and five touchdowns. He's not going to do that against the Jets, but like literally the rest of the games that I thought were going to be a little bit easier because of Zach Wilson in this offense, I have no faith. So I could see us winning four games, sure, getting to eight and, and nine. Man, I would love to get to at least nine and eight and have some sort of shot to get in. Last year, the Dolphins got in at eight, uh, nine and eight, and the Steelers got bounced out. They were the one team sitting outside. Matt, what do you think uh, rest of the way out here? How many wins do you see? Uh, they could win any of their remaining games or they could lose any of their remaining games. They, you know, I, I don't, I, I, we could go win, loss, win, loss, all that stuff. Um, I'm going to guess nine and eight is going to be my guess, but we've seen them beat the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw them beat the Buffalo Bills in week one. They hung with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and then they had an embarrassing effort in overtime win against the Giants and an embarrassing effort against the three and four Chargers team that traveled from the West Coast to the East Coast. So I have no idea. It's really going to be a week to week thing with this team, I feel, unfortunately. The main catch comes in and says, I don't. I think he says, I don't believe in God. I said it on Matt's channel. I said it on Green Bean's channel. Insane. In Zach, maybe? I don't believe in Zach. I think he's got something with his typo. Bill Loeb. I don't Matt, can you decide No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's so, all right. So what what that mean? I Bilob and Zob or Zod. That's what it is. Uh so that was I was trying there was one stream where I was trying to get everybody to send positive vibes. We had like a thousand <laughs> people in there and I was doing this whole thing. And I was type I wanted to put it in the chat real fast, like while I was yelling. So I just typed real fast and that's what I wrote. I below Benzab. <laughs> that makes so, so much more sense. It, be, oh. it became it became the thing that we kept saying. I below Benzad. So now it's just the thing we say when we're trying to fucking root for Zach. I below Benzad. It is. That's awesome, main catch. Thank you for that. <laughs> Should have started a chant with that last night. People have been like, "What the hell is going on? What are these people?" These yeah, guys have a stroke. Broke out. Yeah. <laughs> at least half of them would have known it. It's like milk thumbs. Oh, that's true. Blitzcrew goes, uh, the way Super Chats and GIFs going today, I might not win baggage claim today, but if I do, please pass it along to the next fan. Blitzcrew, you donated your shirt last year, uh, last week. If you win this week, you should get one of the new shirts. You should you should get it this week, 100%. Um, but I, I appreciate you doing that as well uh, for the the shirt giveaway. Uh, we are at the end of our stream. We've gone, we went a little bit over here because you guys are so incredibly generous. But we get to uh, pull up the spinning wheel, which is what uh, Blitzcrew hey. was just referring to. Spin Where that wheel. is it? Where's my wheel? There we go. Oh, didn't click on it. There we go. All right. Moving in, in slow motion here we are. All right. Green Bean, how many uh how many super chats we got? How many people are, are in on this? Fifty-two. Ooh. Very cool. All right, so let's change this number to 52 and 52 all right so let's do a random number 31 who's 31 uh 31 is jacob Ooh, jacob mm -hmm. so jacob make sure you reach out to us 
talkingjetshow at gmail.com or jetstalk247 at gmail.com. We'll get your information. We'll sip you, sip you, ship you out. Uh, something that you might win on this spinny wheel right here. Three, two, one. What do we get? I, I'm feeling pillow because this offense puts us to sleep. <laughs> there we go. Love that. <laughs> oh, Yahtzee. It's oh, a pillow. I called it. <laughs> so, Jacob, reach out to us. Let's get your information. We'll send you out a talking Jets pillow. Uh, we did have main catch come in here at the end. Uh, so Matt and I were looking like idiots. He says, thanks for clearing that up, Green Bean. I was thoroughly I know, confused. It, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, too. I was like, I was finishing a comment, and I heard it happening. And I was like, mm. oh, hey, wait, wait, you're talking about the thing. I saw that too. Yeah, I'm glad I could I could help main catch. They were they were in a deep hole there for a moment. I was like, oh man, I was like, main catch, they drove way too far last night. And I'm pretty sure they stayed over down this way. I was like, oh man, he he just didn't get enough sleep. He just he's spelling things the wrong yeah. way. Makes way more sense now. <laughs> All right. We have reached the end of our show. So let's go around, and give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, I'm gonna flip it to you first. Uh, well, hey, again, I want to thank everybody for coming to hang out. I mean, you know, the game, as bad as it was, cannot taint, for me, mm-hmm. what that experience was. And there's just so much more. I'm putting a lot of it. I didn't release the podcast on time this week, so I'm releasing it tomorrow. Um, and I got I got a lot of it in there. Like, So I added, like, you know, us, um, you know, watching the players come in and all that sort of stuff. Uh, my, my, my nephew catching the field goal kick and all that shit. So there's a lot, I get to show you a lot of what the experience looked like. So take a look uh, at that. That'll be out tomorrow. And then we'll be together for the Raiders game, uh, with our live stream. So come hang out. Hell yeah. Matt, any last words for our panel? Uh, podcast tomorrow talks about all the offensive struggles. So Zach truthers, don't worry. There's more than just Zach Wilson talk in the, uh, in the front half. We talk about all the issues. Uh, we answer your voicemails, uh, and there's some good voicemails this week. So, uh, make sure to tune in. I cannot wait to listen to that boys and girls. Thank you so much for flying with us tonight. It has been so much fun. Yesterday's experience was so cool. Like green bean and Matt said, the, the, game and how it all played out on the field does not take away from the experience that we got to have with all you guys. That was so much fun. And I cannot wait for the home opener next year, boys and girls. Thank you so much, so much for supporting us. If you haven't done so already hit that like button on the way out. If you enjoy what you hear here, if you like it, tell a friend, tell a friend to tune on to tune in, tune in to the talking jets panel, eight o'clock to 10 o'clock Tuesday nights. Boys, we'll be here next week, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Thank you so much. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. Yeah!